Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get a So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for day two recap of Tokyo 2020 and it's a golden day for Australia. Get in there, stick it up your butts everyone else. We finally got some gold and a silver and a bronze. We got them all. We can quit the Olympics now. We came what we got for, got what we came for. I can't even speak. I'm that excited. I'm choking on my own spit now. Oh, it's been a big day. I've been calling. I've been sleeping. I've been drinking. I don't know what else I've been doing. Uh, it's also been a great day for the nation of Tunisia. They have won a gold and a silver. Oh, breakdown records. We're going to get Tunisia on the line tonight. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. All the medals are everywhere. Oh, and I also think Canada won a couple medals too, maybe. I'm not too sure. They did. They won two silver. Somebody reckons it's Canada's new bronze, but I think it's not because they're getting ahead of new themselves. Gold. Gold, that's the one. I mean, yeah, I'm really doing well starting tonight. Um, yeah, I should have gotten one of you to start it. But anyway, let's introduce the two people on the line tonight. Uh, let's let's go to Canada. Let's cross live to Canada. Double silver medal winning nation tonight. Colin Hilding, how are, how are you feeling with all the silver linings that are happening right now in your playbook? Oh, it's it's a silver day for Canada, and I also am losing my voice. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Oh, this is, it was a great night. Even though, you know, the funny thing is, some of the the best hopes we've had were shattered overnight. But I mean, Canada's ignoring that right now because we're no longer stuck in the bronze position or the fourth or the fifth position. We're up to silver. By the time we get to Paris, we're definitely gonna be winning some gold. Maybe just again, don't get cocky. Um, also joining us is a man who, again, is planning those emus and as excited as we are for the glorious success that Australia's had on this day, he's also a little bit disappointed for the glorious chokes that Australia have already started to do on day two. Uh, Jared, um, welcome to the show. And sadly, the Barty Party has gone a little bit farty. Yeah, Barty Party over before it even began. Um, you talk about Canada losing metal hopes yesterday, um... Yeah, not a great day uh, for the Aussies overall, I don't think. Well, I'm making up for that tonight because, again, I say this every episode, Colin and Jared can see me. I've got the medal, medals around my... I've got three around my neck tonight because, obviously, I said Tokyo, we're going to wear a gold every time there's gold, but I'm clanging around. Listen to this. I've got Rio and London to celebrate the fact that we didn't even talk about this when we get to our commentary, which we'll play very, very shortly, but... By Australia winning our 4 by 100 metres women's freestyle. We've gone back to back to back. So stick that up, you blunt and smoke it world. Uh, from London to Rio to Tokyo, we've got the bronze in Beijing, but we've got the gold in Athens, so we've won four of the last five. But I'm just going to make the clanging noises tonight because that's what it sounds like to win multiple medals, more than two. Colin, you jealous? 
<laughs> I don't know. I've got the multiple silvers, uh, not around my neck, but I, I think at this rate, you know, you're, you're pretty much the Usain Bolt of four by 100 women. So there you go. I mean, big bragging rights for Australia. Well, I, I do appreciate that, Colin. Thank you very much. Um, I, I will technically say that if you want to be technical, I think that Canada has won the same amount of medals as Australia because you got uh, four silvers and two silvers, whereas we got four gold, a silver, and a bronze. So six each. So there you go. Uh, oh, well, but if you throw on the heat swimmers, I think we've got more. But hey, uh, cool. Go, go Six and all for the proper swimmers. No offense to the heat swimmers, right? Does that count? Dude. Well, we had one more heat swimmer. So what does the total put us at? Because Taylor Rock uh, technically got one. I think we had three in the heat. So, well, you know, we, we're winning then. So you shouldn't have said that. You, you kind of should All right. Have, well, you know. no need to brag about it. Don't get cocky, Ben. <laughs> uh, but, yes, uh, in terms of uh, we'll go over the medal winners of the day. There's obviously still a few events happening as we are recording this right now. But, of course, for Australia... It was gold in the women's 4x100-meter freestyle relay, a world record, the first ever country to go under the magical mark that was, I believe, uh, four minutes, which, uh, again, you'll uh, hear, not four minutes, three minutes 30, I should say. God, four minutes is a bit of a slow time now in 2021, <laughs> Ben. Three minutes 30. We can swim it in four minutes. Well, you two can. Um, you know, I don't know about <laughs> me. But uh, 3 minutes 29.69, the world record. So uh, you're going to hear some excitement from that very, very shortly because uh, there may have been some very intelligent commentators doing that event today. But in that event, I mean, we're, we're calling this the off-the-podium Quinella because Canada went silver. You couldn't script this any better. Uh, great result for Canada to beat their bitter, bitter rival south of the border, the United States. And uh, thank you, Canada. We like to see USA getting beaten in the swimming for that. Um, for Australia, uh, silver came in the 400-meter freestyle to Jack McLaughlin. Uh, he got beaten by a Tunisian, who I'm sure we will discuss very, very shortly, the esteemed swimming nation of Tunisia. And uh, bronze to Brendan Smith in the men's 400-meter individual medley. And for Canada, their second medal of the day came in the women's synchronized three-meter springboard in diving oh. to Jennifer Abel and Abel. Uh, Melissa Abel. Thank you, and Melissa. You pronounce the name, Colin. I'm not going to try this one. Katrini Bilu. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, great result. Was was this a? I'll start with that one for Canada. Was that an expected medal? Were you guys hoping for this, or was this a bit of a surprise? Well, I I would say both a surprise and an expected one, if that's possible. Uh, in London, Jennifer Abel was kind of the rookie and she won a bronze in the same event and going into the, it was talk about partner change up, random partner change ups. There was a partner change up, um, uh, as her original partner, she won the bronze with had retired and they sort of put two semi like equally experienced swimmers together in Rio and in both synchronized events, they finished in fourth, just shy of a medal. So uh, Jennifer Abel was actually almost contemplating retiring after Rio because she was so disappointed, but they ended up pairing her up with um, uh, Katrini Bielu, uh, and who herself is a rookie. This is her first Olympics. And it, it was more or less, you know, uh, I think that they had, they had placed in the world championships and the bronze. I don't think that they had gotten as high as silver yet. So it, after the first two rounds that I watched, uh, first three rounds, maybe it wasn't even looking that good. And then they pretty much locked it up by the time they entered the fifth round that they were going to be silver. So uh, everybody right now, more than anything, it was just exploding with excitement for Jennifer Abel because there was so much disappointment that she vocally experienced after Rio that everybody's just thrilled that she's able to, uh, if this is her final Olympics, end off in a silver position. 
I honestly completely forgot it was on. And I just happened to be on Twitter when I saw that obviously it just happened because all of the, the tweets were coming through. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. So I'm sad I missed it. I might have to go back and uh, check the 7 app to uh, to replay it. And, uh, oh, disappointment for Australia. Sorry, right now I'm watching live the soccer and we've just gone one down to Spain in the 80th minute. So, yeah, screw you, Spain. Um, but in that <laughs> diving, uh, China took home the gold, uh, the pair of Ting Mao Shi and Han Wang and uh, bronze to the esteemed diving nation of Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if you had said that in the 70s and 80s, it would have meant a little bit of a different thing for our soccer fans listening tonight. But uh, anyway, Lena Henschel and Tina Panzel are taking the bronze there for Germany. Uh, Australia, Jared, as I mentioned... Actually, no, hang on, sorry, before I get to that, I, I quickly should touch on the 4 by one Obviously, uh, I think bronze was a, a real possibility for you guys, but, I mean, you're going to hear our commentary of it very soon. We were pumped. This was a great... Swim and Penny Alexiak, who's kind of, I guess, been a bit questioned on her form since the Rio Olympics. She really brought this home and took that uh, silver, gave the silver to Canada, basically. So Kayla Sanchez, Margaret McNeil, Rebecca Smith and Penny Alexiak. So I did hear that this is, what, Penny's fifth medal, which makes her Mm -hmm. the equal most successful Canadian Summer Olympian of all time, which is crazy because she's, what, 21 years of age, which is insane. she she just competed in her first event of her second Olympics. So, I mean, yeah. she's going to shatter that record. Oh, we said it now. We're cursed her. Oh, thanks, Colin. Um, I was going to mention something about Summer McIntosh, but we'll. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> con- continue the trend of Australia's condescension towards her uh, tonight. I'll, I'll get to that soon. Uh, but, I mean, was this, was this also a big, a highly talked up thing that you guys got the silver? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing that we sort of always expect. You know, we're hoping for a bronze because sort of mentioned that with the diving as well. But uh, there were a lot of hopes that we win. But the the questionable thing, I guess part of it was Penny Alexiak because uh, she's been very silent in the media since Rio. And uh, only recently there, there's a couple of uh, um, interviews and some short documentaries that have been played all over TV where she's owning up to the fact that like the success and all the attention really got to her. Uh, and it was actually, she, she credits Michael Phelps. She said she actually met with Michael Phelps and he sort of gave her a lot of advice on how to deal with the, you know, the amount of media attention that uh, you get after something like this. So about, you know, two years after Rio, she was sort of just completely drowning <laughs> and then sort of has sort of mounted a comeback lately. But I mean, she's coming into this as the only experienced Olympian on this team. And, uh, you know, obviously is the anchor. I mean, she, she kind of won this for us. I, I do feel for her because you know, the documentaries building this up was about how one of the things that really got to her was that her name could never be mentioned without it being Olympic gold medalist, Penny Alexiak, or when you mention these events, Penny Alexiak and the Canadian team. And all I was seeing was Penny Alexiak and Canadian team win a silver. So I'm like, Oh, are we going to be cursed for another two years after this? And then she's going to have to never come back for Paris. But, uh, yeah, you know, a uh, rookie team with the experienced Penny who doesn't necessarily uh, admit to doing well with pressure kind of kind of put a little bit of doubt. But, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, right down to the wire and just seeing her come back. That was, that was the highlight of my Olympics so far. And I have to say, I did uh, see that she has been on this is a cold call ad. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm, we've got the, uh, the Yo Pro Bro uh, curse happening already. But I think this cold call thing is the opposite for Canada. I mean, this is a medal. Uh, I mean, this. I, I've got to say that this might be a thing, Colin. Uh, have you? Can you get a list of us of all your medal, uh, all your people who are involved in this, basically, so we can kind of track this? 
Uh, well, I, I know Mark Messier is, you know, he's long since retired, but we sort of talked about off air. He's still got it in him. He can come back for uh, the, the men's hockey team at some point if he wanted to. And yeah, Stone well, Cold Steve Austin in the wrestling, maybe? Well, I, I, I'm waiting for professional wrestling to make it the Olympics. When are they going <laughs> to let professionals in wrestling at the Olympics? I mean, it's all amateurs still, isn't it, basically? So um, back-to-back medals in this event for Canada. you got bronze in Rio. I'm just trying to quickly flick through here. Canada's never won gold in this event, but uh, I don't know if this is something that's been announced. I mean, me quickly scrolling through the past history of this event, I can only ever see that you have won bronze. I'm not sure if you've been made aware or has it been advertised that you've ever gotten anything better than a bronze in this event. No, I mean, they haven't talked it up much. And most of the Canadian coverage has been leading into events, you know, oh, this is what our most successful placing has been in the past. So, uh, I mean, bronze probably would be it. Uh, Jared, you uh, unfortunately weren't able to join us for the commentary, uh, which we are going to hear very, very shortly. But uh, I'm not sure if you if you caught this or did you come back and watch it as a replay? Uh, I mean, for Australia, as I think we said yesterday, and I thought I jinxed it because this is what we do in this show. But if there was one gold medal lock it was this event and luckily we lived up to expectations by kind of also smashing the world record so i mean did you did you catch it live did you watch it eventually what did you think of it uh, i caught a replay um and then a replay and another replay because channel 7 coverage oh have um, they i didn't realize they had showed it more than mm, once that's unusual of them. <laughs> very um unusual for them no it was great i the one thing we can rely on the campbell sisters for is to swim well in a relay um, <laughs> that is, yes, that is a good way of putting it. <laughs> so, no, it was very impressive just how far ahead they were of the field and the fact that they've three-peated it is, um, yeah, we really own that event at this moment in time. And, and look, got to say, Kate did very well. And I, I actually want to give Kate some praise very, very shortly because uh, her winning this gold is actually quite a history-making event for Australia. Uh, Bronte, though, she kind of did get us off to a bit of a shit start. So, I mean, she kind of lived up to the Campbell name there, let's be honest. She touched in second, so as as you do. Uh, Emma McKeon was the one, though, that really got us in. That third leg, she just absolutely moted home with that one. Uh, was fantastic to see. And a uh, special note to Meg Harris, Olympic debut for her, 19 years of age. Uh, fantastic for her to uh, get straight into the final, basically, and... Uh, get her very first gold medal. Just quickly before I touch on Kate Campbell, uh, that sounds a bit inappropriate. I, I would get permission first. Um, <laughs> Canada has never won more than a bronze in that event. Quickly, my, my wow. quick little research, Colin. So it's groundbreaking. It's the highest ever you've ever finished in the 4x100. So congratulations, Canada. And congratulations to me. I mean, then the rest of Canada, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass it along to them, but I'm going to take it first. In all seriousness, we like to bag out the Campbells, but let's let's take a moment to actually go over the achievements of what this means for Kate Campbell. She is the only the second ever uh, Australian Olympian to win four medals in the same event in four consecutive Olympics, behind only Liesl Jones. Uh, of course, she won a bronze back in Beijing and uh, gold in the following uh, three. She's the oldest ever Australian swimming medalist. It's a pretty big deal there. She's only the third flag bearer in the history of Australia to win a gold at the same Olympics she was a flag bearer. Now, Jared, let's put you on the spot. You may have heard this on the coverage, but can you tell me the other two? And Colin, you can chime in as well because I know you know your Australian flag bearers. <laughs> um, I think swimming's probably the way to go. Are we talking about summer or winter as well? Uh, both summer. Sadly, none of our uh, flag bearers have ever gone on to win the gold. In winter, I should say. Uh, Thorpey? 
Thorpey never was a flag bearer, believe it or not. Oh, I was, that was going to be my guess. No, he, he did not. In Sydney, it was, of course, Andrew Gaze. And uh, in Athens, it was uh, the sailor who I, I, his name escapes me. But uh, no, Thorpey never got to carry the flag. My guess then is going to be the sailor whose name escapes me as well. <laughs> Sadly not. I will say, I'll give you both a clue. I think this should uh, give it to both of you there. Uh, a fairly recent one and somebody who may be competing at uh, Olympics again this year, having been at several previously in the past. Your favourite sport, Jared. Come on, you know it. It's on the tip of your tongue. Didn't He's know we eight had the Olympics. Um... He's oh. eight the Olympics. Good old uh, Mr. Hoy, Andrew. Yes, Andrew Hoy, 96 in Atlanta. He was our flag bearer. Now, I'd be baffled if either of you got this. I mean, clearly I knew this. I did not have to look this up. Uh, Bobby Pierce, a rower in 1928 in Amsterdam, carried the flag for Australia and went on to win the gold. Colin, come on. I remember remember watching that vividly. (laughs) Yeah, he went on to win uh, gold in Los Angeles in 1932 as well. So uh, iconic Australian. I thought you were going to say 84. I'm like, man, this guy needs to have a national holiday after him. No, 2028. He just only, he only ever wants to compete at the Olympics in LA. That's that's how he rolls. Uh, and our other medals, Jared. Uh, now, Jack McLaughlin, the, this, look, I feel when we get to our athlete of the day, I mean, I, I know how I'm nominating today, even though it's kind of, let's be honest, it's a bit embarrassing to lose a Tunisia in swimming, but I think we're over it by now. Um, it's a great story. We'll talk about Ahmed Hafner. Yeah, I'm going to get his name eventually. Uh, but silver for Jack McLaughlin. This wasn't the one that we thought we were going to get this in. Mr. Winnington, I like to call him Winnington McWinface. Elijah Winnington was the favourite going into this for Australia. But uh, at the end of the day, it was Jack McLaughlin who uh, McLaughlin up the silver. But uh, yeah, great, great to get a silver in this event still, wasn't it? Even though we did lose to Tunisia. Yeah, I think so. Particularly because it was McLaughlin and not um, Winnington. So the fact that I think like if we were going to win gold, obviously we thought Winnington was going to do it. The fact we picked up a silver with somebody else is almost just as good. And in the bronze as well for Brendan Smith, uh, went in the fastest, uh, basically didn't do as well as he did in the heats, as Thorpe liked to remind us about 20 times. Uh, it was a it was a gold and silver for the US. Uh, Chase Callis and Jay Litherland went one too. But he was pretty much cool. out of it, Brendan. He looked like he was really not doing well. But then all of a sudden he stormed home to get the bronze. And I believe it's only our second ever medal. And this is one of our worst ever swimming events that we've ever done. Uh, I think two bronzes now. So what did you think of uh, Mr. Smith getting our first medal of Tokyo 2020? Uh, it was an impressive comeback. Uh, the freestyle leg, obviously the last leg was great. But the rest of it... Uh, yeah, very interesting. I did love Thorpey's awfully blunt with his commentary and the fact, like you said, that he brought up <laughs> if he'd swum the same time he swam in the heats, he would have won the gold medal and just brought up like three, four times throughout. Um, I, 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 I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but like uh, jumping a little bit ahead to our commentary files, but like, the one thing I really did appreciate, like Thorpey does often sound bored in this commentary. Like sometimes I just think like Thorpey's probably getting paid a lot of money and he doesn't want to be there. But when he does chime in, it's great because I love Basil. I love Basil to bits. I love Liesl. I love Liesl to bits. But Basil is the Ben Waterworth of commentators. He's just a massive suck up. He just sucks up, <laughs> sucks up to everything. Because the whole commentary in the lead up is, oh, we're going to win gold here. Brennan's guaranteed. Winnington's guaranteed. It's going to be three gold for Australia. It's still going to be great. And then by the end of it, oh, how great is it that we won a silver with Jack McLaughlin? Oh, bronze to Brennan. How good are they? Oh, what a moment for Australia. Uh, I mean, Thorpey just comes in and just basically like, 
Yeah, fuck it. He should have should have found my fast he did in the morning. He would have, you know. Remember, remember those ads back in the day? Thorpey says it's fully sick. When it was, mm-hmm. uh, was that for like the Uncle Toby's or something like that? This should yeah. be like Thorpey says it's fully sick because he's just going to say how it is. I mean, Thorpey's Angels. Remember his TV show he had in the early two thousands? Thorpey knows what he's doing, and he's right now saying it how it is. It's true. It's actually it is very refreshing, and I do agree that he often comes across very bored in the commentary. Um, and I think he gets a little bit annoyed too at the questions that he gets asked. He's like, oh, this is a stupid question. I suppose I have to reply. <laughs> I actually like the picture. I think Basil tweeted a picture of uh, him and Lisa together. Yeah, Basil looking excited. Lisa, Thorpe just kind of rocked up in his shorts and his thongs and his shirt. And he's just like, oh, fucking, what am I doing here? Like, I will say, like, Ian Thorpe, like, random side tangent story. I, I briefly met him. It was on the night of the opening, uh, the closing ceremony at the Commonwealth Games. I was walking to my seat, and lo and behold, who's walking towards me? Fucking Ian Thorpe. So I'm like, oh, it's Thorpey. So I like, I'm like, oh, g'day, Ian. How you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, good. Oh, can I get a selfie? He, like, look, looked at me, and he was like, you could tell he was in a bit of a rush. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm on my way to the, he's like, yeah, no, that's all right. Like, quick, like, just super nice. Like, he could have been an absolute dick and just be like, no, I'm onto the thing. But, like, again, uh, Thorpey. I would have had time if I walked as fast as I did earlier today. (laughs) And he is a mountain. That guy is huge. He is so tall. And just, uh, wow, incredible. Um, uh, in Yeah, I mentioned America Gold and Silver in, in that event as well. And uh, Bronze in the 4x1. Uh, as I said, Ahmed Hafnui. I'll get it. How do we say it all, everyone? Can we just, did I get it right? You clapping me, Colin? Oh, I wasn't clapping. I'm just clapping for Ahmed because I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, gold and bronze in that one to Kieran Smith. Let's talk about Ahmed quickly because uh, 18 years old, I believe a year ago he was ranked outside the top 100 of this event. I think he was about 17th or 18th going into the Olympics, qualified in lane eight. This was a very Kieran Perkins-esque swim of him to get that. And it was it was incredible. Like, jokes aside, losing to Tunisia in swimming, I'd rather lose to Tunisia and swimming now that I think about it and losing to America because, again, this guy just went off. And, Colin, I, I want I want Jamie to send me the footage. Jamie sent me a message because you and your <laughs> wife and I talk often. Um, and she's basically like, I filmed Colin. He was so excited. And I basically said, oh, he's not allowed to come on the show anymore. To which Jamie replies, who, Colin or the Tunisian? And I'm like, <laughs> both. Um, so what is it about this guy? Is it, is it the Star Wars connection? Is this why you're so excited? Well, I, I think it was helped by earlier in the day seeing Tunisia win a medal too. I mean, I, I, as a Star Wars fan, you got to love Tunisia. Uh, but part of it was, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, seeing, okay, Australia has this one as a lock and that Canada, or not Canada, Tunisia can come in uh, as my uh, adopted nation uh, to root for, maybe in some of the swimming events. And it is swimming. It's it's just something that was unexpected. And I remember about halfway through saying, Tunisia's actually, you know, they're in this. And then coming up to the end, I just said, I, I don't know what came over me. I just exploded with excitement. I was like jumping up and down. And I was trying to explain to Jamie why this was so great as I was, you know, showing some of the messages back and forth that we were having this, especially your tweet halfway through saying, well, we've definitely got this one, right? <laughs> I catch it on the end and I'm like, Tunisia for the win. <laughs> Um, yeah. It, what what I think is so great about it is it, kind of what you said. You don't expect this, and Jamie didn't understand. I was like, "What's the big deal about this?" And I explained to her, "I'm like, Tatooine is Tunisia. You know, you don't expect a lot of swimming to come out of the desert, and it, it's just exciting when you can have a country where even the commentators are talking up. They're like, 
nobody really saw this one coming. Anytime you're in the Olympics and you get an upset, it's great. When you get an upset over somebody that Ben was openly calling the victory of halfway through, this is like, a, you know, election. Oh, we're, we're calling the victory right now. <laughs> and then it just completely backfires. I mean, it did make me very happy. Uh, Jared, before I get your uh, thoughts on it, um, it's only their second ever gold medalist in swimming. Uh, back in Beijing and London, uh, Osama Meloli uh, won the men's 1,500-metre freestyle, and then he went on to win the 10-kilometre marathon in London, uh, and then a bronze uh, also in London in the 1,500-metre freestyle. So uh, only their second-ever gold medalist in swimming. It was very uh, Joseph schooling for me, kind of like an unexpected one, sort of. And again, the 400 metres was wide open, essentially. Like It was it was kind of sad when they cut back to the village and they just showed Mac Horton watching. Because like, Mac Horton's here... He's on the Olympic team, but he got beaten out uh, for this event uh, by McLaughlin, if I'm not mistaken. He finished third in the trials. So the defending Olympic champion just casually watching out there at uh, at the Olympic Village. Uh, outside of that, though, Ahmed, I mean, Jared, uh, yeah, we're over it now as Australia, aren't we? You know, good on him. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was just such an impressive swim. And the fact, too, that like he was pretty much in the lead from like the get-go. It wasn't one of these people, like... I feel like the Australian thing is like typical of like the last like two laps to kind of um, put it on like a sprint and get up there. But he was just in amongst the medal positions from the very start. And the fact that he was able to hold on to the end was just super impressive. And you know what I'm saying right now, Colin, before you say what you're about to say is that uh, I, I'm, I'm with you with Team Tunisia because, uh, again, I don't like saying it's course rough and irritating, but bugger <laughs> it, they can swim. Like, this is like Australia winning a medal of the Winter Olympics. We're just all desert, right? So, cool. You know, this is, we've got, at least we've got beaches. Tunisia doesn't. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen burning. That, that, that actually wasn't the stormtroopers. <laughs> that was just because it was that hot. They walked outside to, like, get some fresh air. <laughs> they caught fire. It's an unknown secret of Star Wars. But the great thing now about Tunisia, because, of course, uh, as you mentioned before, they got a silver yesterday in the Taekwondo. Gold and silver for Tunisia. It's in eighth on the medal tally right now. I know we're jumping ahead. We'll get to the medal tally. But that puts them a grand total of 24 spots above Great Britain. So stick it up, you British butts, Britain. You're getting beaten by Tunisia. And don't even get me started on New Zealand. Haven't won a medal yet. So um, everyone, I'm bored with Team Tunisia, right? That's all it takes to get you on the bandwagon. They're beating Great Britain, people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm fully on the team of Tunisia. Let's get Team Tunisia as our our, our greatest thing. I mean, how, what are we predicting now? Four gold, three silver, seven bronze. Let's let's call it. They'll beat Canada. I'm saying Tunisia will beat <laughs> Canada at these Olympics. I think they're just behind us in the standings right now, too. So that may not be unrealistic. They're ahead of you. They're ahead of you. They want to go. We're doing the gold count. If we're doing total count, oh, uh, okay. well, even total count, they'd be ahead of you, right? Because they've got the gold, you've got the two silvers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I think one of the other things that was so great about Ahmed was, you know, uh, uh, anytime you get the the uh, reactions to a gold medal win, it's always great. And for some reason, swimmers just have the best reactions, I feel. This is one of the all time great reactions to somebody realizing they won. And yet it would be topped by if you saw the footage of his coach? coach reacting. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Who basically did the MC hammer side to side dance yep. in the stands. I'm like, oh man, if we did a coach of the day, this guy is my pick. And I have to say, I I was a bit uh, mean on Twitter, I think, but it was kind of in good fun. I kind of tweeted out that good to see that Tunisia got the the memo that you dress up for the medal ceremony because he just rocked up and he's bawdies and a t-shirt. Like, I mean, maybe that's the official Tunisian outfit. I can't remember them at the opening ceremony. Uh, I don't remember much of it. I've already blocked it out. But, I mean, he just literally just looked like he was ready for another swim. 
<laughs> it was just, you know, there's there's a US in like their Ralph Lauren, you know, nice white tailor in Australia with their ASICs kind of playing on. There's just Tunisia rocking up in a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Give me my gold medal. Um, we are going to play. I'm going to go over all the other results now uh, in just a moment because that kind of contradicts what I'm about to do. Uh, Colin and I actually flew to Tokyo today uh, yeah. quickly, made a day trip. Um, just wanted to call one event. And uh, we we did call the women's 4x100 metre freestyle. Uh, Colin, before I, I play this clip, do you have anything to, to say on this? Because, uh, look, I have to say, this this was quite a good call. It, it was. And, you know, Tokyo, beautiful country, uh, very relaxed restrictions on having foreigners fly in for the day. So not too impressed with that, but uh, it was a great experience nonetheless to go there. Well, when you're the number four podcast on Feedspot for the Olympics, then you get special. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm seeing right now, we, we uh, last time I checked, we were about 33rd on the iTunes charts in Japan for sports. So they love us. We're, we're big yes. in Japan right now. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's cross now to uh, our call from earlier today of the women's four by 100 meter freestyle relay. Over to you, Ben. Yes, thanks for that, Ben. We are here at the Tokyo Aquatic Center for the event that stops a nation every four years. Depends on which nation you're in. It is the women's four by 100 meter freestyle relay, and I am in esteemed company tonight. My name is Ben. You should know that already because I crossed to myself. But of course, joining us here is the number one commentator from that place he lives in in Winnipeg. It is Colin Hildy. Colin, it is a honor to have you join me in the commentary box tonight absolute honor to be here and as we saw on the screen australia world record holders in this event uh which generally does come up anytime tunisia is not competing so uh we have high hopes for the australians today well i have to say those high hopes are something that are up there uh not that i've heard any high hopes about this event i mean i sort of the australian media we're very calm collected people we don't talk up any of our swimmers <laughs> Uh, we're very satisfied with our silver and bronze from earlier tonight. No pressure at all on any of those swimmers in those events. So yes. uh, I'm sure that we're going to be a very subdued uh, race tonight. As uh, Just looking at the Chinese contingent there, a 15-year-old swimmer, which I believe is uh, overage veteran uh, when it comes to mm -hmm. Chinese sports. So uh, good to see they're going with some older competitors this time around. And due to the temperatures in Tokyo outdoors, these indoor venues have decided to drop to near freezing temperature, hence why all the winter parkas entering. And uh, look at the Americans there in the crowd cheering on their beloved swimmers, of course. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of national inquiries already in the US on day two of Tokyo. No medals won on the first day of competition. Uh, so I'm really uh, glad that they have bounced back after their disappointment of not winning medals in one day. But, oh, Colin, let's, let's talk oh, up this. What's go. going on here? Here we go. We got the Canadians. Contenders for a Canadian gold, a.k.a. a bronze. Maybe even better than that. And Penny Alexiak, what a hero to this country. What an absolute hero. Very young team, the Canadians. There with Kayla Sanchez, Margaret McNeil, Rebecca Smith, and Penny Alexiak, who is uh, mm. bouncing back after some disappointment since Rio, Colin. She needs to, uh, I guess, uh, relive that form that saw her basically win more medals than Canada's won in the history of the Olympics. Absolutely. And you know, here, here's our favorites, the Australians. And Arch take Nemesis a look at Tunisia. Them. And yes. we've got a Campbell in there. So this we've may got or may two not go Campbells, well. Colin. Did you two not Campbells. see both of them? Oh. All right. So we, our projections are now changing. Australia will be in for the Canadian gold in the bronze position. 
Yes, Bronte and Kate uh, both leading off and anchoring it. Meg Harris on her Olympic debut, only 19 years of age. And Emma McKeon, of course, there as they remove these ASICS tracksuits, which are taking the streets by storm in Australia. I've seen at least one person wear them. So, <laughs> very good. But, Colin, you're, you're going to take us off here. Uh, what's going through the minds of these swimmers as they get on the blocks? Right now, it's how cold is that water? Uh, that's pretty much the only thing they worry about. When you hit that water, when it's freezing, I mean, that's what you're looking for as a Canadian. You want it as close to the ice and cold of Canada as you can get. Yukon Territory, Northwest Territory temperatures, that's what they want. Australia in lane four, the favourites, world record holders, Olympic record holders, Canada in lane three. Can they cause the upset? Colin, take us away. All right, on the starting blocks. And we're waiting for that whistle or gun or whatever it is you might hear. And they're off. And we got Seabiscuit in the lead, followed closer by Secretariat. And look at this. Who's coming up in third? It's Zoe what? Zoe what? Uh, followed by uh, Petty Alexiak or one of the Campbells or something like that. Oh, we are off to a hot start here. And the strokes are flying right and left, right and left, all over the place. And as you see, the world, world record line there, everybody is closely trailing behind and maybe even pulling ahead. And there we go in the turnover. Oh, if this was synchronized swimming, we would have had an easy gold medal out of that move there. And the clarity of this water is just beautiful. It's taken approximately five years to get the green out of it from Rio. But uh, wow, the swimmers are appreciated today. And I can't tell who's at the line here. We have Great Britain in the lead, Australia in second, and Sweden, that looks like. Actually, Sweden may be in the lead here. Sweden's coming up, so look at this. Canada and Australia will choke, and we're about to go to the split here, and number two. Well, I have to say, Bronte Campbell's there. Did, did a Campbell. We finished in second in that first leg, but into the pool now comes Meg Harris. Traditional swimming nations of Denmark and Sweden getting very off to a good start there. But right now, it is a bit of a boil over right now because I think that is Sweden in lane eight in the lead. We've already seen wow. lane eight be victorious tonight with Tunisia. It actually is Sweden. And look at the speed there. 1.76 metres per second. That's faster than a Volvo in Sweden. That's fantastic. But Canada have moved up into 30 right now. Margaret McNeil really starting to get that maple leaf in here but a boil over here Sweden are in the lead here in swimming Australia's already lost to Tunisia wow Kate Campbell no pressure on you on the anchor leg here but Emma McKean's about to jump in here and try and get it because Sweden can't beat Australia swimming's an embarrassing night already but as she comes now into the wall she's looking like she might be in the lead here she hands over to her next winner and we are in the lead Colin take it here all right, and Canada might be battling it out for the bronze medal at this point, but Australia in the lead, still plenty of time to blow it. At this point, they're playing possum. Are they playing possum that they're actually winning and just going to pull even further ahead? More likely they're playing possum and they're about ready to drop to fourth as we're coming up to the wall. And they are world record pace right now. A comeback for Australia. There we go. We're into the oh. final 50 here as the, well, the, the final 150. Uh, I've lost track. I've lost all Come track. Come on, Colin. Keep it together. Keep it together, Colin. Canadians can't count. We just know how to swim, but not as well as Australians, apparently, as the temperature is heated by the water. And Australia, they're getting ready to make their move. The move is coming. Everybody's seen this before. That's it. That's the move. That's the move. That's wow. the move we waiting for. Iconic. That's, that's the kind of move that wins a gold medal as we're getting ready on the anchor leg. 
Oh, Kate Campbell into the pool. This is the one time Australia's hanging on to Kate, not pulling a Campbell. Look at this lead Australia has. They're in world record contention right now. Kate, she's stroking. She's swimming. Left over right. Right over left. The freeze really styling right now. The butterfly kick. Canada's making their move though. I can see Canada moving up into second. An iconic game for Canada potentially, but Kate Campbell is bringing this home. Penny Alexiak, she's moved up into third for the Canadians. Can she beat their traditional rivals in America, but stuff Canada, stuff America. Who gives a shit about North America right now because it's all about the down under America. Kate Campbell, an icon of Australia. She's never trained before. She's got to win the gold. Can she beat the world record? 1.73 metres a second. She is on fire into the final part of the swim. Stroke, stroke, stroke. Gold in a world record for Australia. Kate oh, Campbell, hey, get in there. Hey, 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 hey. You could not Stuck in America! You could not script this any better for off the podium. It's gold for Australia, it's silver for Canada, and stick it up, you Yankee Doodle asses America on your bronze, because that's all you deserve. And look at the celebrations. The Dolphin family in Noosa are going off. Australia, get in there. Wow. And silver for Canada, Colin! Amazing, amazing. Uh, seven mate, are they talking up Canada right now? Yes, they are because a Canadian is on the commentary, apparently. This is a, an iconic moment. If you were going to lock a gold in for Australia, you were going to lock this one in. And wow. And look at the Canadians, too, having a hug mm. there, celebrating. They're jumping up and down. Penny Alexia, this is a, what, about an 87th medal, I believe. So good job yes. there for Penny. And you know what? I mean, a, a little bit of a. Um, uh, preview here of Alexiak's battling in the pool as her brothers just landed on the Seattle Kraken. So Penny has decided to show the water who's boss before her brother gets to next year. Now just uh, looking over the replay here, look at that stroke going on there from wow. both of those swimmers on our screen. I mean, look, I, I'm prevalent in stroking, maybe just not in swimming, but I tell you what, if I was able to stroke like that, then I would be much better at whatever stroking I'm talking about. Mm. There's uh, Emma McKeon, who really brought the Aussies home. We were losing to Sweden in swimming. It was an embarrassment happening right before our eyes, but she turned it around and gave enough of a lead to Kate so she couldn't choke and then came right in there. Boom, touches the wall. A world record time, Colin Hilding. I mean, look, you've been around swimming for a very long time. Uh, I mean, it's a world record. You've never seen any team swim faster than that. Never. I mean, not even the Canadians, who are the next closest. So uh, we, we have at least four years, possibly five years, to be able to break a world record pace ourselves for Canada. But right now, it's a happy day for Australia, as it's taken them, what, three days now, two days, three days almost, to actually land a gold medal. Uh, and this may actually be the last that they're going to get for the rest of the Olympics with the, the pace they're keeping up right now. So a world record time of 3 minutes 29.69 there for Australia. Silver for Canada and bronze for USA. Netherlands in fourth. Britain fifth. Sweden failed. Sixth uh, day of mourning for them. The People's Republic of China have let the people down in seventh. While Denmark in eighth. Only three one hundredths of a second between Canada and the US. That's where those long arms of Penny Alexiak come in handy. Those strokes and those long arms. Well, hopefully her brother's long arms will be longer than a stick and score some gold for the Kraken. But who cares about the Kraken? Because Australia has gold, Canada has silver. What a day. Let's cross back to our beloved host on Off the Podium. Wow, what a call, Colin. Just uh, yeah. amazing.
And yeah, J- Jared was there. He just he, he was speechless. He had nothing to say. We're all speechless right now. The reaction, yeah, Jared, you were very, you're just so quiet. I'm, I'm really impressed with how you were able to keep yourself together during that. Yeah, you know, I was just uh, worried about the Campbell's choking, so I just didn't want to celebrate too soon. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of choking, let's go over the medalist today. I don't know how that gets related to choking, but um, archery Korea. Now, here's a, here's a great little story for Korea. Uh, the women's team event, undefeated, the ninth consecutive gold medal in this event, which uh, ties them with uh, the U.S. men's 4 by one medley swimming team and Kenya in the men's steeplechase for most consecutive uh, medals or gold medals won in the same event. Of course, both the U.S. men's uh, swimming team and the Kenyans can beat that record. They can go for 10. They haven't run yet, but incredible there. Uh, Silver went to Rock and Germany took the bronze in that one. The cycling, the women's road race. Did any of you happen to catch the uh, drama that happened in the women? Because we kind of had two gold medalists, I think. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, all I saw, I went to bed watching it last night, uh, fell asleep watching it, and uh, woke up in the morning kind of just, you know, catching what happened, like just on the the, the recap. And I saw there was a crash uh, somewhere, maybe about a third or two-thirds of the way through. Is that the drama? Well, uh, I wish that was any drama. No, Jared, Jared take, take us through what happened here because this is actually quite hilarious. Well, you know, the road race, it's an interesting event. Um, we had kind of a leading pack ahead for pretty much the whole thing. And then towards the end, the Peloton were able to reel in all but one of the leading pack. But that wasn't for the Peloton to know because there's no race radios or comms. So the Peloton thinks they're in the lead they're in first place little do they know there's a polish rider up the road who's about to take the gold medal polish rider wins the gold medal peloton comes up it's a sprint for the finish the dutch rider gets ahead and she starts celebrating like she's won the gold yeah. so good such a good moment i will i will correct you quickly there uh jared it was an austrian rider oh, but, austrian uh, poland austrian poland Exactly, same thing. Germany's run them over a few times, um, but yeah, it was it was quite. You got to feel bad. So the the Dutch rider uh, Annemiek van Vleuten, uh, yeah, pumping a piece. I mean, let's be honest. I put this down to that website's you know pumping the tires of the Dutch. Like they're just so cocky now. Oh, we're gonna win so many gold medals. What, what have you done, Netherlands? You've won two silver in two days. Like. Come on, you're tied with Canada. Uh, Canada's done that. <laughs> I mean, exactly. exactly. You're being beaten by Tunisia, the great nation of the Olympics <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, you got, you do feel bad for it. And this is sort of, yeah, renewed calls that they should maybe introduce some radio in the Olympics or anything along those lines. Uh, Anna Klensenhofer of Austria took the gold and bronze, went to Eliza Longo Borghini of Italy. Uh, we've gone through the diving. Uh, currently, there's uh, fencing happening right now. Uh, I was catching some of that before. Canada, you uh, got to the, the quarterfinals, I believe. Maybe we'll go over that very, very shortly. But uh, we've got a bit more on the uh, Canadian fencing happening tomorrow. Actually, I've got an update. Sorry, no, the women's foil has been decided. Uh, breaking news, uh, Lee Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Lee Kiefer uh, for, the, for the great fencing nation of the United States. Look at that. Miranda Frost. Oh, she's British, but she sort of is American. Madonna was there. Help. This is what I mean. Verity helps them out, Colin. This is what no. I'm saying. Come on. <laughs> Lee Kiefer took the gold. But oh, can we talk about choking nations? Rock again. Another silver. Uh, Ina Deregelazova took the silver and uh, rock bronze. Larissa Korobenyakova uh, in the men's epee. The bronze has already been decided. Ihor Ryslan of Ukraine and the gold medal one yet to be decided. And that judo. 
This is a bit of a story here. Double gold for Japan to siblings, if you don't mind. Hifumi Abe won the men's 66 kilos. His sister, Ute Abe, won the gold in the women's 52 kilos. I mean, that's a cool little story that brother... I mean, God, my my sister and I could never win in anything, let alone go to an Olympics. I mean, Jared, <laughs> if you've got siblings, is this something that you could do if you've got any siblings? Go to Olympics and win gold on the same bloody day in the same sport? Yeah, maybe if they bring in lawn bowls. Um, but other than that, I don't see it happening. Colin, uh, you know, was this something you could do with, with your siblings? Uh, I, I don't think my siblings would be up for the activity of it. Um, uh, but I, I did want to mention uh, as far as siblings go, because if Jamie is listening, she's going to feel I'm obligated to do this. But uh, silver medalist Jay Litherland is a triplet. Uh, he's the only one who's actually made the Olympics. And he's also Jamie's new favorite human being on the planet. Uh, uh, I thought like a skateboarder. <laughs> I thought, is, there, is she like liking there, skateboarders there skateboard. and swimmers? Yeah, no, no, there was a skateboarder she didn't mind. But Jay Litherland, boy, she exploded for that guy. Like, she was checking <laughs> wow. out his Instagram within seconds of it. She's like, if you get this guy on the show, I'll actually listen to you guys. So I, I hope you have some uh, towels. But can I actually just want to say, he's, not only, he's an American swimmer of both Japanese and New Zealand descent. Yeah. What's going yeah, on there, out. New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you let him go? Um, I, I see. I keep thinking Jay Lizard is Jay Leno. You've got um, <laughs> Lee Keith Sutherland, and then I got extremely excited in the men's ten meter air ride. I thought William Shatner won a gold medal. I thought Canada won a gold. <laughs> William Shayner uh, of the US took the uh, gold in that one in Olympic record. Rock did get themselves their first gold today in the women's ten meter air pistol. Uh, Vitalana Batsarashinsky. Am I saying that correctly, Jared? Uh, you did are, I get yep. close? Thank you. Um, skateboarding, which I'm sure we'll talk about very soon. Uh, Yuto Horigomo, Horigame, the Japanese kid, and I'm saying kid because that was an interesting event. Um, took the gold in the very first time for skateboarding. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Japan had a great day, actually, and the other swimming event we haven't mentioned, the 400 IM for the women, uh, Yui Oshe. Oh, hush. Really? Why do I read these names out? <laughs> you two should be doing this. Uh, she took the gold, and uh, the other one today in the weightlifting, in the men's 61 kilo, Fabin Lee of China, uh, two from two from the weightlifting from China, uh, still to be decided while we are recording the men's airplay in the fencing, taekwondo, men's 68 kilo, women's 57 kilo, and the men's 67 kilo of the weightlifting. So the medal table, as we speak right now, and maybe we'll update this just before we go, uh, China and Japan both on top with five gold, but China take the overall place having won 10 medals in total. Japan doing great in their home Olympics. This kind of makes me sadder now that there are no fans at the moment because this would be fantastic for them to do that in front of their fans the u.s after all the national inquiries the, the calls to cancel the olympics for them just because they were choking after day one kind of made up for it in day two three gold two silver and four bronze they're in third south korea are in fourth with two gold and three silver and rock are in fifth with a gold three silver and two bronze australia currently in seventh with a gold a silver and a bronze and canada is currently in equal 15th with the dutch um, zero gold, two silver, zero bronze. Just a quick update, remember, on Tunisia. They're an eighth, one gold, one silver. Uh, just an update on the Brits. Yep, one bronze. Suck it, Britain. And update on the Kiwis. Yeah. Oh, no, Brew, we haven't won a medal. Uh- <laughs> I-, I do want to say, I-, I did look up, um, as-, as you mentioned, you know, your love for Great Britain. They do make up 8.17% of our listenership right now. So uh, yeah. we love you, Great Britain. Yeah. 
Not all of us share Ben's opinions. <laughs> eight, that's eight percent's nothing. I mean, come on, we've got more listeners than eight now, so we can we can be we can be picky. I mean, do we look at the French listeners back in Rio? I don't think we did. I mean, you know, they just ran away from it, so they didn't listen. So um, I'm seeing here that we've got ten percent Canadian, twelve percent Australian, and like fifty odd percent American. So we've kind of been a bit mean to the Americans in that commentary that you just heard. But you know, France. Uh, France is one point nine two percent. So if they were listening in Rio, Ben, you drove them away for Tokyo. Well, I'm looking at the Norwegians here. Two point six seven. We're getting big in Norway. It's it's a dream of mine. I've always wanted to do that. So uh, when Tunisia gets on this list, uh, then we will <laughs> we will get talking. Um, before we go over some of the other sort of Australia and Canada results, I, I'm going to start with this. What did we watch today, folks? Because I feel. There's one little event that I woke up to this morning and kind of wanted to just uh, rock myself in the head after I realised that this is an Olympic sport now and we have to pretend to care about it. That was skateboarding. <laughs> um, maybe we should do, should we just we all did. Jared, did you catch any of the skateboarding this morning? I did. I did. Um, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, would you summarise the skateboarding as um, very interesting? Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> It's not going to be a favorite of mine. I'm going to be okay if they ditch this by the next Olympics. I think I, I try to find joy in even the bad sports that I watch, uh, as we're going to get to in surfing coming up soon. Uh, my joy definitely came in the wipeouts uh, in skateboarding. I, every single time, I will say every single time, I'm like, serves you right. <laughs> the one thing I will say, like, people are like, oh, this is just like snowboarding being the Olympics. So, like, that's kind of my viewpoint of when it got in, 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 like, announced. I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. The difference with snowboarding is these snowboarders kind of present themselves as Olympians. Like, they're, they're, they're in proper attire. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sort of professional, sort of, you know, they go out there like, okay, yeah, they're a bit street, like Chloe Kim, like she's cool. You'd want to, you know, go down to the park with her and hang out with her and go to the mall and get up to some delinquent activities, sure. But, like, they present themselves as professional and Olympic and they get the commentators involved that are professional and Olympic. I turned on the TV as soon as I woke up this morning to be presented with baggy-faced kids that should be down at the mall, like, bumping into me wearing AirPods, like, wearing Nike Oh, the AirPods. Who look so bored to be... These these are Olympians we're talking about here, and they just look like, yeah, bro, whatever. And then I have no idea, Jared, who these Australian commentators were, but all I heard was a conversation between two douche bros who were talking about, oh, here, here comes the, the Japanese. He's my mate. Yeah. Oh, no, he's my mate. Oh, this guy, yeah. I, I, I spoke to him the other Oh, yeah, nah, yeah. And then every single time someone would follow him. Oh, oh, no. And then you see the judges go, oh, that's not a good score. I would have given more than that. And then they're, they're talking about um, there was a piece of equipment that fell off uh, one of the, the apparatuses at one point. And they're there going, Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, that skater. Yeah, remember that skater whose shoelace? Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, what was the name? They just they. They're, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Tonya Harding. Oh yeah, Tonya Harding. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! These are the type of kids I hated in high school, and now they're commentating the Olympics. Like this is this isn't the X Games. I'm sorry. Like I can't defend this sport. And it looked. I don't even know with a crowd if that would have been exciting because. Snowboarding's fast. It's exciting. Like the half pipe's great. Like the slalom's great. The the big air. It's fun. It's exciting. Th- they were so slow and boring. They kind of did like a kick flip onto a rail and kind of went down. And the Australian guy, one like, reel. That's the one whole rail. event. Yeah. 
And I will say, like, at least, like, the baggy clothes and everything, but at least, like, the States and Japan, I think I saw a French skateboarder, at least they'd kind of, like, gotten a different outfit and kind of made it look a bit like that. Australia just went down to their local ASICs and got the media polo, <laughs> and he was just wearing it with a backwards cap, listening to fucking AirPods. I, 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 I wanted to like this. I, I, I was not opposed to skateboarding yeah. being the Olympics. Now I am. Colin, I, I'm so angry at skateboarding being an Olympic sport. I'm also angry with the Olympics presenting this where they don't make them wear any type of pads because there were more wipeouts than there were successful tricks. And they're falling on pavement. And, and I mean, uh, you mentioned the AirPods. I mean, they're not even paying attention. Like, okay, you don't want to make them wear a helmet, fine. But, like, make them wear something because these guys are there, like you said, in their shorts and their T-shirts. They don't even have a full uniform. Meanwhile, we got other sports where there's arguments over whether they should change the shorts they're wearing in beach volleyball because it's too revealing. You know, you have swimmers who aren't allowed to wear the, their their legs past a certain point, and these guys can just do wear whatever they want, and they're falling all over the place. Like, somebody's going to be gushing blood by the end of these Olympics, and they're going to say, oh, mandatory pads, and half of the Olympians are going to be like, no way am I going on national television wearing pads like a little loser. Come on. <laughs> they wear pads in snowboarding, don't they? And they wear exactly. Helmets. And you've got that's snow. I mean, yeah, it's, sure, it's packed down. But I was saying that to Jamie. I'm like, I would rather fall unprotected on the snow any day than fall on the pavement. I'd rather fall on ice unprotected every day than fall on concrete. Like, it's just ridiculous watching these people. And also, I will say, Joe, before I get your thoughts on it, you're going to have kids now who are just getting on their skateboards and skating down to their local shop, you know, running over old grannies. Parents are, are fully against it. Now these kids can be like, oh, mum, it's an Olympic sport now. And then <laughs> they're watching TV with that. And like, your, your mum and you say, oh, where, where are your you know, knee pads, little Jimmy? Oh, no, the Olympians don't. So <laughs> thanks, Olympics, for ruining, like, my kids' future. I'm not having kids, let's be honest. But Colin's got kids. Jared's <laughs> going to have kids one day. Like, come on. Um, yeah, Jared, skateboarding. <laughs> it was bad. Um, I just, yeah, it was one of the sports, like you mentioned, that it was exciting to, to watch and see what was happening. It was just so boring. The fact, like, I don't know who decided, like, the format of this, like, they do, like, a couple of runs and then it's the big trick segment where, yeah, jump on a rail, jump off a rail. They're just, I don't know, there wasn't enough air, there weren't enough elements. It was a weird setup. It took, like, forever. Mm. It was the longest event ever. Um, yeah, just nothing was good about it. The commentators, I don't know how many times that guy had to mention that he wasn't, a like, he'd never competed professionally. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're we get in with the it. shot. <laughs> Why didn't they give us a call? <laughs> we get that they went to the skate park and we're like, okay, uh, you, you want to commentate the Olympics? Sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just bad. There was no, like, nothing was redeeming about it. The only good thing was that the Japanese guy won and the Americans didn't. But apart from that, <laughs> nothing. And the Amer What's the American's name who who came in? Was it Silver? Kevin Hole. Uh, no, sorry, I'm looking no. at the one there. Sorry. Um, uh, Jagger no, or something? Bronze. Jagger Eaton? Jagger Eaton. Uh, Kevin yeah. Hole did win the Silver. He's from Brazil. So Jagger Eaton. This Jagger Eaton guy, like, you know. That's sure a name you just want to smack. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, Jagger? No, don't even say your last name. <laughs> and, and like, I, I, I can't remember what commentators I was listening to. They kept referring to him as Jagger Eaton, 
And yet everywhere else you look, it's like, no, it's Jagger. I'm like, either way, I just want to punch this guy. Uh, when he had one of the few wipeouts he had, too, he basically fell, like, right on his back. I saw his head pretty much bounce off the concrete. His AirPods fall out. I burst out laughing. <laughs> and she was like, what's funny? That's actually really mean. I'm like, no, it's just great because I just want this guy to fail. And what does he do? Like, he should be checking his head. Oh, medic, medic, like, just get it get a courtesy checkup or something like he picks up his airpods puts them right back in and goes back like bouncing <laughs> what is wrong with you jagger moves like jagger no um <laughs> doesn't do it at all um i only caught a bit of the surfing uh while we're oh. on the topic of sur- <laughs> what i saw of it wasn't that bad like the thing i'll say about the surface from what i saw like they seem to respect it a little bit more that they're at the olympics like i kind of i like there was a little yeah. uh the australians who kind of got in a circle and did like the aussie 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 they were kind of wearing the green and gold they had the flag and kind of it looked a little bit it felt a bit more olympic to me did the surfing so um colin you seemed very anti-surfing am i am i right in saying <laughs> that but i mean did you catch much of it well, I'll say this, when something happens, which is very rare because they go out there for a long time, you can see some nice moves. You know, it's it's not quite point break level surfing, but it's decent. Uh, but the way this event structured out, now when they, when they previewed it in the Pan Am Games a couple of years ago, it was really bad because one surfer would go out at a time. Uh, here they're letting four go out on the water at a time, but they have 30 minutes. So the clock starts from them paddling out, which takes like five or six minutes just for them to paddle out. And I'm like, why am I watching this? And of course they put it on first thing in the morning. So it's the only thing I have to watch and because there's nothing else. For me, it's really difficult because of the hour too, because uh, once we get to the late afternoon, evening hours, the kids completely monopolize the TV because it's the only way to keep them from destroying something in the house. (laughs) So I basically have to watch something on my phone and this is the only thing to watch. I actually sat through 30 minutes, well, more than 30 minutes, probably about 45 minutes straight of watching this. And it is so dull, but like, if I could just catch the highlights at the end of it, maybe, you know, that would be okay. There's a reason why though, the skateboarding actually did get about an hour of coverage on CBC last night and surfing wasn't even mentioned because it is so dull there. I put up a post on this on Facebook, um, I don't know if either of you saw it, but in the middle of this, I posted Olympic surfing just debuted. The following is a list of sports I pitch to replace it in future Olympics that I guarantee will bring more excitement. One, three X three staring contests. (laughs) Two, hedge trimming relay. Three, artistic toenail clipping. Um, I got a lot of response of uh, people volunteering for the hedge trimming competition. Several people want to be in on that. Somebody volunteered for the toenail clipping one. Uh, My favorite here, I could volunteer my toenails for the hedge trimming event. Uh, Somebody suggested synchronized graphic novel reading. Somebody suggested rock, paper, scissors, which somebody else replied that that is a real sport in Japan and posted a link. I'd actually rather have that replace surfing in the future. And our good friend, Jimmy, uh, former Osla Jimmy said they should have speed eating event. I would watch that, which I yeah. agree. We'd be in with um, a chance of that one for competing. Yeah. Th- there is one highlight though. What actually got me through watching an entire heat of 30 minutes straight was one guy, an Indonesian surfer and the name alone. And we talk about how you want to punch someone with the name Jagger Eaton. How could you not love a surfer with the name Rio Wade? Like that is a name made for surfing. Point break. This guy, 
exactly and he's fun too like you mentioned how it's very uh, olympic like they treat it with respect when they're introducing the surfers one at a time they all have the stoic expressions like i'm just focusing on that water the water's right ahead of me (laughs) rio wade turns to the camera i mean the listeners won't be able to see this but i'll try to he turns to the camera he gives like an awkward smile. <laughs> hey. And then the camera stays on him for probably five or 10 seconds as it continues to run through. I'm from Indonesia, blah, 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 the age or whatever. And he just keeps every once in a while awkwardly looking at the camera. It's still on me. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> and then again, oh, hi. And then as they're treading, treading water, where they're paddling out into the water for five, six minutes straight, the camera goes on him again. He's probably a good, you know, 30, 40 meters out in the water. And he sees the camera way off in the distance on him. And again, he turns and looks, he's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this guy I will root for. I, I stuck with it just for him. Well, um, I'm glad because you've got no Canadians I'm seeing here either. So, uh, oh, how to. disappointing <laughs> that we have not attached ourselves to this sport. The iconic surfing nation of Canada. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, Jared, what was your take on the surfing? You know what? I didn't mind it. Um, more interesting than the skateboarding. So that's a plus. If, if we're keeping sports and getting rid of some of the other new ones, surfing should remain. Um, I think the weird thing about surfing is the fact that there's repercharges. I just, any sport with repercharges, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how many chances we give people. There were a couple of issues today with not just surfing, but other sports with like the formatting that I was like, I feel like this needs to be fixed and amended like immediately. But Surfing, I just, I don't think there needs to be repercharges. And the thing with surfing too, it's so weather dependent that like, I mean, you're just extending it for the fact of extending it. You know what I mean? It's not rowing, which generally, as long as the water's flat and even if it's a bit choppy, you still can do it. I mean, if it's absolutely well, windless. You can't surf, can you? You can control the water too. I mean, as they're doing in Rio, they kind of dammed off the water in the section they want. So you don't have the waves. You can't create waves. I mean, this is why I feel really bad that this is such a long event because I think in the Pan Am Games, they had them go out individually one at a time, but they were given 10 minutes. Now they have them going out four at a time and they're given 30 minutes. I mean, 30 minutes is a long time to wait for a wave. And that is 90% of what they're doing is just, all right, there's one. No, no, I'm not going to take that one yet. Okay, another. No, no, I'm not going to take that one yet. And how do you control this? And what do you do if you just don't have big waves on a day? There's never going to be a world record, Olympic record or anything. I will say, though, quickly, Colin, the only reason I did dam off the water in Rio is to stop it turning green because they're having oh, problems with other places. I, I meant, so. I'm, yeah, and, but they did it in Tokyo as well, and the water looks nice. <laughs> uh, just, I will say quickly uh, in the skateboarding, uh, Canada's, and this is a kid you want to punch as well, Mickey Papa. Uh, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Just you can tell these are Olympians now. Mickey Papa <laughs> Olympian. Great. Uh, and Matt Berger, that's a bit more tolerable. Uh, so Mickey was 10th, sadly missed out in the final, and, and Matt got last. Uh, and the one Australian, Shane O'Neill, oh, Olympian, uh, he finished 16th. And in the surfing, uh, it's uh, good news for Australia, obviously our uh, great big hope of Steph Gilmore. She's through, as is uh, Sally Fitzgibbons as well. So we've got two Aussies through in that one. There's a bloody Kiwi through, uh, Ellie Williams. <laughs> Shouldn't be that mean better than Britain uh, and Julian Wilson in the men's and Owen Wright are both through uh, into the next rounds as well but uh, again before I go through some of these other results what do we watch today Jared let's start with you I think I started with Colin yesterday so I'm going to start with you just quickly I will say breaking news Channel 7 showing the 4x100 meter freestyle relay for about the 87th time today so good job <laughs> Channel 7 a new world record for you as well yeah we need another gold medal fast um, just for people's sanity 
Uh, I watched, what did I watch? Uh, surfing, skateboarding, um, the tennis, um, and then uh, a little bit of the hockey, yep. uh, some water polo, and the um, women's artistic gymnastics. Uh, shout out to Simone Bile dancing to uh, the song from Tokyo Drift as her floor routine. <laughs> Uh, culturally insensitive or culturally appropriate I don't know uh, she's Simone Biles if you watch any of our coverage you know she cannot do wrong even today when she had a bad day she did amazing apparently so um, yes I watched lots of the gymnastics too I'll get to that uh, Colin what did you watch today yesterday last night however it works out for you uh, well, after swimming and skateboarding had pretty much uh, worn me out, I actually upgraded to archery, which uh, I'm not the biggest archery fan, but I mean, I was loving the team archery last night, probably because I was coming off of surfing and um, uh, skateboarding. Uh, but it, it, I mean, it picked up after that. I, I watched a lot of swimming, pretty much all the swimming uh, from both the the finals, which it's so weird that the finals as far as we're looking at Tokyo time, the finals are held first thing in the morning for them. Mm-hmm. And then the heats are held at the end of the day. I mean, for me, it makes sense watching it. If I'm not considering well, they do it for you. the time, difference. they do it for they your do. part yeah, of the world. Exactly. Cause the bloody NBC thanked America. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's unusual as I'm trying to, you know, uh, catch up right before it. Oh, I got to make sure I catch up on all the events. And I'm like, Oh, these are the heats. This isn't even going to be relevant until tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of the swimming uh, dominated um, rowing also was big. Uh, I was watching a lot of the rowing last night and um, I'm trying to think what else uh, I, I went back and rewatched more of the three X three basketball pretty much every, I think I mentioned that to you before you did the commentary, everything that I missed, uh, when uh, I watched it the first time around. So I'm just loving that event. Uh, and right now, currently, uh, table tennis uh, is captivating me. Uh, I did watch a lot of the Taekwondo on and off because um, Winnipeg did have one of our big athletes who was a possible medal contender, Skylar Park. Um, check her out on Instagram, Ben. I think you might be a fan. Uh, but Skylar Park uh, from Winnipeg, I mean, it's not even just because she's from Winnipeg. I mean, they've been talking her up a lot like she had a real shot at a medal. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't quite go well for her because she um, uh, she beat an Australian. It yeah, looked strong. Yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> then she lost uh, to a, a, a Taiwanese uh, competitor, uh, quite decisively lost, and unfortunately didn't make the repechage in that one. But uh Diving, Taekwondo, that was sort of on and off throughout the day as well. I think we could get Skylar Park on the show. I wouldn't say no. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at her now. Good job, Skylar. Um, before I get to what I watch, I will just mention in breaking news, the men's epée has been decided. Uh, and it's a goal to France. Romain Canon uh, has won the gold, beating the great Hungarian Gergely Siklossi. Yep, I was predicting <laughs> he the gold. But he, uh, he didn't laugh enough for that one. And as I mentioned before, Ukraine with the bronze there. So the only medal still to be decided while we're recording. Men's 68 kilo taekwondo, women's 57 kilo taekwondo and the weightlifting. Men's 67 kilo. Hopefully we'll have results then by the end of this. Um, Yeah, I woke up, switched on the TV, skateboarding, wanted to shoot myself. Uh, Obviously the swimming, uh, of course, would be watching that. Yes, then the body party kind of just went wayward. Um, watched a bit of the canoeing. Didn't did you not catch yesterday, Jared? Didn't see how. Uh, That's great. right. I I did catch that. That is one of the sports I have uh, issue with formatting. Uh, I think the fact that you're only allowed to have one athlete from each country is just a bit of a joke. Um, so like, surely it needs to be at least two or three. 
It's just it stupid even... to not have the best athletes in the world there. The fact that you could be ranked two in the world, but somebody else from your country is ranked one in the world, so then you don't get to go to the Olympics is just stupid. Was that Andy Naughty, wasn't it, Colin? Yeah, I was about to about say, about yeah. when she was like fifth or sixth in the world and couldn't make the Canadian team because you can only send four. <laughs> well, that's that's like us. Given that we're the number four best Olympic podcast in the world, we would be in Tokyo right now, sadly, but the top three are all Australian. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sadly, we, we can't uh, go, go the quota there. Uh, definitely watch the gymnastics. I, I'm always one for watching the gymnastics. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, I watched the softball. I caught the uh, the end of the Canada-Japan game in the oh, extra yeah. innings. I was actually very excited about that. I uh, was sad about the result. Um, and I've got some good commentary fails for that one. Uh, I did also catch the archery. Um, it seems to be my tradition in the last two days of the two days of the Olympics. I make dinner and I watch the archery. I like it. It's a cool little thing. Um, I watched a bit of the basketball. watched a bit of the boomers. Uh, and I've got some uh, fun things on the commentary there too because I, I didn't watch the Channel 7 feed. I just watched the stream on my app and I got a different commentator and I don't know if I liked him or not. Um, and I caught a bit of the fencing and the soccer as well. Uh, so there you go. And I also caught an ad today. I just wanted to point this out. Coming soon to 7, mate, Jared, uh, Australia's sexiest tradie. So I uh, don't know if you entered that or not. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, between that and advertising The Voice and Flying Doctors and Home and Away. Can I just point out, when they advertise Home and Away, why are they doing it with a really cheery song when the first thing they show is like a car accident on the way to a wedding? Has Home and Away changed? It's been a while since I've watched it, Jared. I don't know if you watch Home and Away, but why is it almost happy when people are dying in a car accident? I don't know. That's just they're reusing plot lines now. People dying in a car accident. That's every other week on Home and Away at no. this point in time. Don't tell me Home and Away is recycling plot lines. That show's always been original. Come on. Never have they ever recycled plot lines. What are you talking about? Um, other events of the day that we haven't mentioned, uh, I'll throw to you, Colin, if there's anything notable that you want to mention with the Canadian results at all. Anything that you uh, want to kind of mention and bring up at all? Uh, I mean, that we haven't covered so far. Let me just quickly look through here. Um, the diving, the swimming, obviously the big one. Skylar Park, I already mentioned. Uh, that, that was unfortunate. Um, big one, actually... It, this we mentioned in our preview episode, and I'll kind of remind people if they didn't uh, check out our preview episode. But Mandy Bujold, one of our uh, female boxers, she had like a massive battle to get to the Olympics, which made news everywhere. And I, I, I definitely can confirm it made news everywhere now because I was listening to the British commentary of this, and they were bringing it up. Um, but uh, what essentially happened is she wanted to have a baby. Uh, and decided she was she did get pregnant and had her baby during an off year, a non-qualifying year, which was 2019. Uh, and then 2020 comes around and obviously the events get canceled because of uh, COVID. So they said, we're going to reschedule 2021. 2021 comes around, they cancel it again. And then they say, well, we're just going to go back to the 2019 year. She basically says, listen, that's fine. But if it was never announced that this was supposed to be a qualifying year, you should at least give an exemption and give somebody a second chance. Hold some type of event, hold some type of counsel to determine if somebody, and she was denied over and over again. This went all the way to her literally suing the IOC, <laughs> taking in the court and winning an elastment decision only two weeks ago. Uh, so she's been one of our biggest uh, media stories here, just the fact she got to go. I don't think anybody expected her to win, even though she ha she, had, I think she placed fifth in Rio uh, in her weight class. Uh, but she was out in the first round last night. Uh, it wasn't even really close. What was great about it, though, is that, uh, you know, she she kind of 
talked about how she just wants to compete in this because no Canadian woman has ever even competed in back-to-back Olympics in boxing. So she became the first one ever to do that. Uh, and she kind of lived up to her word that she just wanted to go. It wasn't about, you know, oh, I have to win this or I have to have a fair shot or whatever. When she lost, she was smiling. She was applauding. You know, she did have some tears in the press conference afterwards, but they were more tears of joy. It was actually really great to watch her. I mean, I would put her up as a contender for athlete of the day just because of the the story she's had. And uh, I guess her victory to even get there and, you know, really going out with class. Um, but th- that, that was you know, going to be one of my most memorable events, even though she did lose Uh big thing was, uh, Felix, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Felix Auger, Ali, 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 let's call him that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, wow. It, it did not look good that he was taking on Andy Murray. Uh, so it wasn't even planned to air on television. And then we got the big news, Andy Murray's out. And I'm like, victory for Canada. Uh, playing an Australian. I mean, we know how they yeah. choke in the first and round of tennis. Australian it's, it's substitute. The round. <laughs> and it's a substitute, too. I mean, this isn't even like a, a front runner. Uh, and then Max Purcell, whoever you are, oh, come in and on. take you out. You washed your mouth out. He's one of our iconic tennis players. I know him well, very well. What was he ranked? Like they said he was ranked like 100 and some, 60 something? 170 ish, sure. yeah. Yep. Felix is like top 10 ranked, I think. So mm-hmm. big disappointment. <laughs> we we went from, and I'm still like, we didn't give it. I think they were waiting till after it was over. Maybe they had already planned out their primetime coverage. Uh, but uh, I guarantee had we won this, this would have been all over the TV. But now it's sort of like we went from Andy Murray's out. Get ready. Tomorrow we're going to bring you Felix. And now it's like, we're not even talking about Felix. Nothing <laughs> happened last night, everybody. <laughs> Uh, the rowing, uh, Carling Zeman, uh, as I learned last night, uh, I, have been, uh, very much bragging on our commentating team for the rowing here. Uh, they, they made a point to part, uh, point out that she is, uh, kind of lovingly known as the Z monster, uh, <laughs> which they, after they brought that up every single time throughout her race, they kept saying Z monster is pulled into second now and is going on to the semifinals. So we're rooting for Z Monster. And then Trevor Jones, our other one, uh, actually finished second in the quarterfinals. So he's moving on the semifinals for both of them in single skulls. Uh, And uh, semifinals also for Patrick Keene and Max Latimer in the double skulls. Uh, You mentioned the fencing already. uh, You you missed one there, Colin. Sorry to interrupt, but you had Gabrielle Smith and Jessica Savak got through to the uh, final for the double skulls as well. Oh, okay. Then I did miss that. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, you know, I missed it. Canada. <laughs> uh, it's the first thing mentioned here. And I think they're, you know, uh, some of the, the metal hopefuls we have, but I, I immediately saw Carling Zeman. I'm like, Oh, I got to talk about the Z monster here. So <laughs> Z monster is distracting me. That's uh, unfortunate. Um, uh, everything else here. I'm sure we'll eventually get to um, the sailing uh, softball. Let me talk about softball really quickly. Yeah. As you mentioned, we lost one nothing. I do want to say what's hopeful here as far as our bronze medal position. Maybe we can even pull off a Germany in the ice hockey and really surprise everybody and take out a favorite uh, once we get to the playoffs. But uh, Canada has now played both U.S. and Japan, and the score has been one nothing in both. So very close games with the two top teams and uh, a big blowout with our bronze medal rival australia so uh a lot of potential in softball i'm thinking well the one thing i'll say quickly i mean i'll mention our softball chance today i don't know how we got blown out by you guys and we only lost to the u.s by one run so like i mean we just must have had a couple of days off against japan and canada and then really show that we're capable did you see any of the any of the softball today jared 
I didn't see it, but I was watching it and I was in shock when I saw the live update that it was going to an extra innings because nobody scored a run yet. Yeah. I was like, was a- yeah, how do we lose to Canada so badly? And then the US were going to an extra innings. It just doesn't make any sense. Actually, really, I was really entertained by the, the Canada-Japan game. It was uh, the extra inning ones. It was quite uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, before I go to the Australian results, some breaking news here. This is a sad one for Australia. One of our favourite athletes from Rio, Dane Bird-Smith, uh, has just withdrawn from uh, the Olympics for medical, for family medical reasons. Sadly, he has announced that he will not be on the plane because the athletics team leaves tomorrow. Uh, and is scheduled to arrive in Tokyo on Monday morning. So uh, sad there. Bronze medalist, of course, in the 20K walk. Uh, so, yeah, Jared, that's a sad one. We love Smitty. Hmm, that is a sad one and a genuine medal contender too. So, uh, Is Bird a middle name or is that a nickname? Yeah, it's probably his middle name, but I don't know it's Australian. Who cares? Like, I was going to say, if it's, Austra- if it's Australian, <laughs> you're just going to give them a, a, a little lovingly middle name, a chumpy-like name. Yeah. Oh, Chumpy. Can we, can we dedicate a segment to Chumpy during the Winter Olympics? I feel we need to do something. Oh, yeah. Let's just name this podcast Off the Chumpy when it, <laughs> when, it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to Beijing as a tribute. It's very sad. I'm still like, I still can't believe that he's dead. That's just so sad. And we didn't do it, so can't blame us for that. Um, <laughs> should, don't laugh. It's not funny. Um, so Australian results today, uh, you mentioned the rowing. I've just got this one. One thing I'll say, for, I, I do appreciate the Team Canada website. You've got the nice summary, which Australia generally have. We generally have like a summary page. But for some reason, we don't now. So the AOC are too busy winning Olympic bids to, to put together a nice proper summary, apparently. Uh, but two Australian crews were in action today in the rowing. Uh, in the women's quad skull and the double skull. Uh, and the women's quad skull uh, made it through, won their repercharge charge and will be into the final. Uh, whereas, unfortunately, for a double skull pair, they finished fifth and will be into the B final. Get on board the B final, everyone! Um, which is always exciting for that to happen. Um, so, yes, anyway... Um, as I mentioned in the softball, we uh, yeah went down one nothing to the uh, two two one sorry to the US, which is nothing to frown upon. That was a decent effort by the uh, Aussies in that one there against probably the probable gold medalists in that one. Um, in the soccer, as I mentioned, uh, we did go down to Spain one nothing, but again, gallon effort, Jared. You're shaking your head, but I mean, you know, we uh, I think we beat Argentina. I didn't hear any news about that, but uh, I mean, you know, we we put it up to the to the Spanish. That wasn't too bad it's true uh, it keeps my prediction alive of us not making it out of the group stage um <laughs> so there's the uh silver lining it's just disappointing that we held on so long and for the spanish to score in a, the 80th minute or whatever it was um i mean they outplayed us from what i saw it could have easily been five nil so i suppose one nil will take it yeah i i did um from what I saw, we we didn't play that greatly. But I mean, again, you know, one nothing you take against Spain. We had a couple of gymnasts in action. I uh, didn't quite. I saw sort of some of the with that how they went with that. Um, but I don't actually have the full results in front of me. Obviously, my uh, research is uh, doing very very well. Uh, our badminton uh, players today both lost. That was a bit of a shocker. Not really. Um, that happened. Uh, basketball. I mentioned the Boomers hit the court today. We uh, ended up with the W eighty four sixty seven over traditional rivals Nigeria there. So that was pretty exciting beach volleyball um della sola artacho and clancy defeated cuba's lydia and layla two nothing always fun to watch the uh the beach volleyball 50 degrees at sand got today jared did you see channel 7 talking that up a bit today that they had to go off and i think put ice on their feet 
I did. I did hear, did hear about the uh, thermometer being stuck in the sand uh, to give such a precise and official reading. <laughs> uh, boxing, our first uh, Aussie hit the uh, the ring today. Harry Garside took the win over John Ume of uh, Papua New Guinea in the men's lightweight, and he's through to the next round. As I said, Jess Fox hit the uh, course today, and oh, tell you what, I watched the first run. I think she was in about third. After the first run, I was a little bit worried about our Jess. Not Jess. Not this one great hope, but she shattered in in the second run. She, I think, finished about three seconds ahead uh, and is the fastest qualifier. So uh, good on you, Jess. I don't know how I feel about her dad commentating, Jared. I don't know if that's a good or a bad. I mean, he's knowledgeable, but is that a bit of a conflict of interest? It feels like it. And I suppose he was, well, he didn't bring it up, but the other commentator brought up the fact that they could only have one person per country and the fact that Jess's sister would have qualified if it was just a number of allocated spots. Um, it does feel like a bit of a conflict of interest. And I feel I feel bad for the dad commentating because I feel like he's trying so hard not to be biased that it almost comes across like he just couldn't care about like his daughter she's like oh yeah. yep jeff's yep that was a decent run like uh, she just finished first so far like a little bit more excitement would be great what um, a disappointment better parents are ashamed right now yeah. well i mean I, like good both job, parents I think, olympians <laughs> a good job i think that jess didn't take up the uh the yo pro advertising that i'm sure she was offered um, so she was very smart to steer clear of that. So she's still so, in with a shot. Re- re- refresh our memory. So it was Ash is obviously one of them. So she's choked. What was who were the other athletes on that one? Ash was it only Barty, a couple? Brandon Stark, I want to say the high jumper. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Kyle Chalmers in the swimming. Well, he, he got us home in the four by one. I'll get to some of that swimming. So he's uh, he's off to a decentish start. But uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, in the men's, Daniel Watkins, I believe, is through to the final as well. Uh, so and that's in the canoeing, I should say. So great job there for that one. Um, both Australia and Canada had some cyclists, but that went, that only went for four hours today. So it wasn't uh, too bad compared to the uh, six hours of yesterday. Uh, we don't really give a stuff about the equestrian, so that's fine. <laughs> We've done enough of that. Um, uh, as I mentioned, we yeah, the soccer I've gone through that. Uh, hockey today, the uh, hockey hockey ruse hit the field and a three-one win over uh, Spain. Great one there in Australia. A boil over in the men's the Kookaburras, and I'm not even joking when I say traditional rivals. Legitimate traditional rivals in India, one of the great hockey nations. Seven-one, spanked them, Jarrett. Spanked them. It was a very impressive win. Yep. Very, very good. We like to see a good spanking of the Indians. That's always a. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, oh. <laughs> it wasn't meant to sound that way. Uh, in the judo, uh, the men's six six kilo. Nathan Katz uh, made it through to the round of sixteen. Unfortunately, he lost to uh, Israeli judoko, or how do you say it, Borosh Shmulov, and um, he sadly lost in a waze ari. Oh, the worst way to go out in judo. It's no um, Ichimoto or whatever that was, but um, remember that? The Ichimoto uh, <laughs> thing along those lines? That was a, a long time ago. Uh, I want to go through some of the swimming heats because obviously we've got a, a few things of note in that one to go through there. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Taekwondo, obviously. Uh, Skylar Park defeated Stacey Heimer in the round of 16 there. So not going well. Ash Party's gone. She's out. <laughs> but uh, Max Purcell, oh, the great, the iconic Max Purcell won. Uh, through to the next round. Luke Saville, sadly, is out um, in the singles and also in the doubles. Not a good day for <laughs> Mr. Saville there. Uh, Alia Tom, say, say a name for me, please, Jared. Thank you. Tom Lenovich. Thank you very much. She's through to the next round after winning through. And uh, I'm very happy that quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. James Duckworth is through to the second round of the men's singles after winning that as well. So uh, good for him. 
And uh, the water polo, the Stingers went down 15 to 10 against Montenegro, which apparently is a gallant effort because Montenegro are quite a decent side when it comes to water polo. So there you go. Now, um, the swimming, obviously we talked about the finals, but we should really touch on the heats uh, mm. for a certain events, particularly when it comes to our first ever guest who's gone out and competed today, the off-the-podium curse. Tell you what, it was looking good, wasn't it, Colin? Yeah. Did you see what Kylie did? Kylie sets an Olympic record, uh, yes. and then within 10 minutes, uh, the Olympic record is broken two times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which this is the big, this is the big battle. Everyone's, you know what interests me, Jared, is they're talking up the battle between Katie and Arnie, right? The, you know, Ledecky versus Titmus, the battle of the pool. This is what they're all pumping the tyres up. Why are they not talking up the 100 metre back more? Because you literally have the three fastest women in the history of this event who are battling it out, who all broke the Olympic record tonight in the space of 10 minutes, as Colin just said. So Kylie Mass comes out in heat number four. So it's a new Olympic record of 58.17. The the duck of the of the off the podium purse is gone. The curse, I should say. The purse as well. The curse is in the purse. <laughs> She's out. She's done. She's done it. Fantastic. Then you get Reagan Smith of the US in the next heat. Says, bugger you, Kylie. Screw you guys for beating us in the swimming this morning. I'm going to come out and set an Olympic record. 57.96. All right. And then what happens after that in the next heat? Kaylee McEwen says, all right, see both of you. Stick it up your butts and smoke it, people. I keep saying stick it up your butts today. I don't know what's going on. That <laughs> anal comment from a few weeks ago has really thrown me, Colin. Uh, 57.88 to really smoke the tyres of this event in a couple of days. These are in the heats. They've still got semis to go. Uh, Kaylee McEwen, I, I want to say, I I've actually followed Kaylee on Instagram for a long time, and uh, there's reasons behind that. But the fact that out of nowhere she's come on board and just, like, dominated things. Like, I actually feel legitimately sorry for her because, yeah, she's getting talked up in this country, but Kate and, and Arnie are getting talked up way more than Kaylee Jarrett. I mean, if I have to say who's going to win out of the the solo chances here, I'm probably going to jinx this by saying this, I feel Kaylee's the best chance out of those three. It's true, but I think that's it's almost playing to her benefit that she's not being talked up because out of the the pressure put on the athletes, she's got the least of those three at the moment. So um, I think feel like it bodes well for her chances. Uh, there's a few other Australians and Canadians in some of those uh, events, which I won't go over. Those, yeah, we will be here for a long time. But I want to mention, in the 400, obviously, all the talk was Ledecky and Titmus. But uh, Summer McIntosh mm-hmm. came out came out firing in that against Ledecky in her heat. Ended up finishing third. She has qualified for the final, 14 years old. She's qualified for a final. I, I do want to apologise to some of McIntosh on behalf of Australia for our uh, very condescending commentators this evening. Uh, I love you, Basil. I'm curious I about love, this. Well, I love you, Basil, and I love you, Thorpey. But basically, she was leading that entire, basically, the first 200 metres, right? Mm-hmm. They did not even mention her name until, I think, the 100-metre turn <laughs> to when they're like, oh, and look at this, Summer McIntosh. Only 14 years of age. What an effort to just get here. And then they're like, yes, I'm sure she's just proud to be swimming against the great Katie Ledecky, and I'm sure she will take a lot of experience from this. She made the final. Like, <laughs> she nearly won the heat. She was only this is younger than behind. Phelps was when he yes. debuted, and Phelps didn't perform like this. Younger than Thorpe. Thorpe was 16 in Sydney. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was like, it's it's ridiculous. They were, they were so condescending. She just made the freaking Olympic final at 14. Wow. And six months ago, nobody knew her name. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Uh, and the 4 by one for the men. 
Yeah, we weren't looking too good in that one, Jared. Canada was winning that one for a large portion of it. But uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned Kyle Chalmers, the uh, the O-Pro uh, bro curse. Maybe not quite there yet, but uh, into the 4 by one there. Not quite the powerhouse we used to be in the 4 by one of the men, but um, at least we made the final, if, right? If, if I, I feel just... like it was, it's like the reserve team too, so potential room <laughs> for improvement. I was, I was just wanting to go back uh, for a second and just talk about Summer McIntosh really quickly. Um, the timing didn't work out. Uh, you know, Brittany McLean, who we had on the show, which I honestly think, considering she was a person who lined us up with interviews with other people, and you just sort of casually mentioned, hey, would you be interested in coming on? I still say one of the best interviews we ever had. Uh, she's really started to make a career in broadcasting now. She's one of the anchors uh, that, that talks about the swimming. She's done commentary for swimming uh, in the last couple of months. Uh, she was on for the the relay that we won, but because the hour of the heats, you know, is during her, her her off time, they didn't have her to talk about the fact that Summer McIntosh beat Brittany McLean's Canadian record in that heat, which is a huge deal. You know, I'm I'm sure it's a huge deal for Brittany McLean. It's a huge deal in Canada as well because you know breaking a Canadian record and being able to go to the finals. I mean, that's this isn't an event that we really have a strong showing in all the time. So I'm I'm curious tonight when they um, have the prime time on, and uh, I'm sure they're going to you know well the event might be coming up tonight. I don't know. You'll have it later on, but to to get Brittany McLean's reaction to this. Yeah, it would be it would be quite interesting to see because I, I obviously we sort of follow her through our social media channels and that, and I, I like kind of seeing her posting these little behind the scenes things. I'm in the studio doing this kind of stuff and all that sort of stuff, and I mean, very well spoken on the show. I agree with it. it was a great interview, so I'm sure she's great on the broadcast, sort of seeing that as well. So I mean, I don't know, is she quite as direct as Thorpey. I, I, I mean, you obviously no. haven't seen Thorpey, but uh. she's a lot kinder. <laughs> and one of the reasons I know it is because I, I mentioned to you um, when I re-listened to her interview recently before our hundredth episode. Uh, there was, you kind of made some jokes about, uh, well, we made jokes about, um, Ryan Lochte and also the Campbell sisters. And she openly laughed at our jokes. It wasn't like a, Oh, that's not nice guys. Uh, but she, she was definitely more diplomatic towards the Campbells, uh, when she was on air in front of the largest audience in Canada. I, I definitely appreciate the fact that Ryan Lochte, uh, tweeted out, I think it was today. I was like, Hey man, like so excited to be watching the swimming go team USA. So uh, sad that Ryan's not there, but uh, we've got our new <laughs> Jamie's boyfriend from New Zealand, Japan slash America, yeah. right? <laughs> we need to find a Lockie. Like, uh, every single Olympics, that's our goal, to find a Ryan right? Lockie. Do we but not fact- have our Ryan Lockie with a skateboard? Is it a god? With a well, guy? yeah, we know we're <laughs> going to find one there. <laughs> Jagger Eaton. Jagger I don't know. I didn't hear him speak. Jagger Eaton is in you. Oh, hey, man, I got bronze at the Olympics. Like, fucking, like, he doesn't even know that he got a bronze at the Olympics. He doesn't even know what he was competing at. He's just gone back to the Olympics. Where, where am I? Like, what's this thing around my neck? That is cool. <laughs> Have to get some new AirPods. <laughs> hey, man, did you see that, that massive stack I did, bro? Like, I'm going to fucking put it on TikTok, bro. Uh, <laughs> Jagger Eaton. Seriously? Like, is that the one that Jamie thought was hot? No, no, no. I don't even know. I don't even think it was one of the guys who made the finals. Um, but yeah, it was just some random guy. She forgot about him quickly when Jay Litherland came out in the swimming, though. <laughs> don't forget about me, bro. I'm pretty sexy, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. 
Gonna skate over your face. That's the new thing. Um, before I get to athlete of the day, uh, I should get to the the medal results have all been decided now today. So in the men's sixty seven kilo gold to China, uh, Li Jun Chen took it in another Olympic record. China smashing it in the weightlifting. Uh, Colombia Luis Javier Mosquera got the silver. And Italy, Mirko Zani took the bronze. That is in the weightlifting and in the taekwondo. In the men's 68 kilos, it's gold to Uzbekistan. Ulugbek Rajatovity beat a Brit. Suck it, Brit. You still have one of gold. Bradley Sinden took the silver for Britain. Uh, bronze went to China's Shao Zhao. There you go. I got that correctly, I think. And America, the great taekwondo nation of America... Uh, Anastasia Zolotik beat a rock. Poor Rock Silver again. I actually legitimately feel sorry for Rock. Um, Tatiana, they need to pump those drugs more. This is why, like, just, the drugs are failing. Tatiana Menina took the silver and bronze to Turkey's Hatis Kubra, Ilgun, uh, defeating uh, a EOR. Is that a, a, a refugee country? Wow. Have that refugee country ever actually won a medal before? The... Nations of the Refugees. That's a pretty big deal. They got uh, fourth place. So, um, great result there. Kimia, Alizadar, Zenorin. Oh, that's that's going to maybe change my athlete of the day. That's a, that's a big story there that they can uh, get to a medal round. But um, let's touch on the, the athlete of the day. Uh, I mean, look, it's kind of changed my mind. But, I, I mean, I'm putting up Tunisia's great, amazing, armoured half-nui. I mean, you know. His coach alone gets him the nod for me today. I mean, yeah. a couple of the there was um there was a Dutch gymnast. Um, I've written it down somewhere on my notes here. She had resting bitch face. If I had ever seen it, <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. I was like, holy crap! Again, you're at the Olympics. Like, and she actually pulled off a decent thing. She kind of walked off the thing. Like, is this just feeling the pressure of the Netherlands because they're not living up to the expectations of Grace Notes? Like, they've only won two silvers. Um, but yeah, no, I'll stick to, I'll stick to, uh, our, our Tunisian swimmer. Jared, who have you got in mind for a athlete of the day? Well, speaking of the Netherlands, I just can't go past anime Van Fluten. Um, I think all silver medalists celebrate like you've won the gold. Um, even if it's unintentional, I just, it was just such a good moment. The fact that she thought she'd won, she hadn't, but I mean, still just so good. And I think if anything for me, it, brings the argument that, no, we shouldn't bring in race radio if we're going to get these amazing moments without it. You know what? We've got some strong contenders today. This might be tricky to come up with on Colin. Did you, did you actually do your job today? Did you think of somebody today? You just want to be yeah. the third wheel here to decide. <laughs> no, I mean, I had I had Ahmed in my number one as well. Um, I, I want to throw out there Mandy Bujold, like I said. Um, uh, also, you know, quick mention here. Uh, what the, How do you pronounce his name? Nino Salukvadzi. Georgian, yep. which is yep. um, it, where my uh, family on my mom's side comes from, uh, ninth Olympics and finally announced her retirement. Uh, you know, she didn't even. Uh, oh, is this a gymnast? Uh, no, no, this is a. Uh, she's a shooter. Oh right, okay. Because I was going to mention yes. our um our our uh, was she Uzbekistani gymnast mm. in a eighth. I don't think she's made the final, but a bit of an emotional farewell for her. I saw that uh, being mm. tweeted out there as well. So um, yeah, so I mean. 
nine Olympics is just, I mean, she started in Seoul, Korea. Is, wow. It's just insane. But so uh, did you call finally really qualified for that. Huh? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those would be my three. I'd almost want to give an honorable mention out there to Rio Wade, probably the greatest name and greatest smile and reaction <laughs> in the boring sport of surfing. But I mean, I, I would think, you know, it's got to be Ahmed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I want to, he's not even an Olympian because he's just pulled out world number one golfer. Uh, John Rahm has just pulled out of the Olympics because he got COVID. So, um, you know, special special nod to him. I mean, I, I will say, though, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, our, our Dutch cyclist is up there as a, as a possibility. Reminds, like, here's a question for you, Jared. Would you rather celebrate thinking you've won silver or would you like to pull a Lindsay Jacobellis, of course, a snowboarder who celebrated too early and fell over, well, basically thought she'd won and didn't win and got the silver in Turin? I mean, I, I would almost be our Dutch cyclist because at least – you didn't lose the gold on the line, right? It's true. I think, yeah, it's it's got to be that way. But I think we've got a clean sweep for Ahmed here, I feel. We're, we're all happy to give it to Ahmed. So uh, congratulations, Ahmed. Not only have you won a gold, but you've won the off-the-podium athlete. Of What's more prestigious? I think that this one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, in, in Ezra terms- would tell us this is more prestigious. Exactly, exactly, 100%. CBC and Channel 7, as always, our fun moment of the the episode. Uh, Colin, uh, anything from CBC happening in track? Because, I mean, I I think, I don't know if our softball commentary, we get the CBC one, because he, I mean, he was American. I think he was Canadian, because he was getting excited. He's American or Canadian, but I've got one potentially from him, but... uh, did you have any on the on the board? Was, was he also laughing? <laughs> this thing just keeps going, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> Look at that watch! Wow. <laughs> um, I, I before I mention the CBC one, I wanted to mention it's it's actually very good commentary. I mean, if you're scripting, it's a great exchange. But wow, listening to NBC commentators is just painful. I mean, every single time we do this, I always mention you know I, I try to watch some of the American coverage just to see what they're showing that's different. But no matter what the event is, they could have somebody who, you know, is ranked 170th in the tennis. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, strong shot at a medal here. Let's see what happens. Uh, but in the basketball, no, this was the women's uh, 3x3 basketball, which has WNBA players. I mean, it's it's almost unfair they're allowed to compete in that. Uh, but these guys, great commentators. But, man, you just walk away wanting to punch these guys. Uh, one of them is like, it sounds, tell me if this sounds as crazy as it sounds in my head, but if you're Mongolia right now, do you want to try and force the U.S. to have to shoot from the outside? And the other guy says, that does sound crazy because the U.S. team has more shooters than Call of Duty. <laughs> and, and then at the end of it, they're being so condescending. They're like, oh, you know what? At this point, you almost got uh, no joke. It's like you almost got to wonder why Mongolia even shows up. It's almost an unfair advantage to be playing against the U.S. But you know that's that's what happens. I'm like, wow. I mean, I I would love to to get these guys to the show, do an interview with them. But like, that is your epitome of arrogant American commentary. Wow. I mean, look, I, I know Australia talk ourselves up, but I think we kind of just backtrack and complain. Where it just sounds like, yeah, that does sound extremely <laughs> American. Um. The wow. Canadian one, though, we were talking last night. I uh, was saying how fascinating it was when you were going on about uh, Thorpe's uh, <laughs> criticism <laughs> during the the swimming. The Canadians are like, they're so reserved. Like, even if we are the most, like, Mikel Kingsbury, the most dominant, you know, freestyle and skier in history, you know he's always going to win. They'll never say it. Uh, but uh, 
as a result of that, I think that sometimes our commentary would almost come across a little bit boring, but there are some nice slip ups here. Um, Byron McDonald, who does the commentary for the swimming, he, I think was a medalist in uh, Montreal or Munich or something from back in the seventies. And he still actually coaches and mentors uh, a lot of the athletes uh, in Canada today. Uh, great commentator, but um, I, I don't even remember who it was. One of the Americans was coming out. I think it was in Jay Lillard's event because Jamie was actually paying attention to it with me when I laughed at this. Uh, and he's say, uh, talking about um, this guy who didn't win. the He won like silver bronze in his event in Rio. And he goes, he actually was quoted as saying he's glad that he didn't win the gold because it kept him. Or he's, he's quoting him as, I'm glad I didn't win the gold because it will keep me hungry for five more years. And then there's a pause. He goes, at the time he said four more years, but. But now it's been five. And then the other, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's pretty much the one where I'm like, well, maybe actually read your type before you actually speak it out loud. I think we, uh, was it Winnington said in, like, or, or Thorpey was saying about Winnington or something like, oh, to, to win a final, you've got to first make a final or something and then come back and, like, it was some weird saying that I'd never heard of. It's just like some swimmer's speak or something or i don't know that um before i go jared uh, ask your if you picked up the one that i um picked up from again i'm guessing it was the canadian um on the softball they're there he's getting all excited that we're going to an extra innings and he says oh it's exciting we're about to get some extra baseball in yokohama i'm like ooh, what's what are we watching right now? Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, he didn't know his assignment until 10 minutes beforehand. He literally thought he was going for the baseball. It's like, wait, they've got yeah. boots. This is softball. Softball. Um, Jared, did you did you pick up on anything today? I didn't pick up on any fails, but there was a great moment in the swimming coverage where they crossed to the... Um, the pods? The pods, yes, the yes. pods. The parents of dolphins... Yep. Which in Noosa, uh, Lisa of course. Jones so uh, eloquently put it is that they used to be called the Poos, the parents <laughs> of Olympic swimmers. <laughs> I love the Poos there. <laughs> I want the Poos. Like, what's wrong with the Poos? One of our greatest tennis players was the Poo. Why aren't we having the Poos? Aww. Yeah, actually, if you're a parent, you'd prefer to have that written on the back of your jacket. Exactly. Go the poos. I like that. Um, yeah, I've got a few. I've, I went through the the skateboarders. Um, I do appreciate that Channel 7 are using um, great Olympian Luke Darcy to anchor their uh, coverage. Uh, Colin, you've probably never heard that name before. He's an Australian rules footballer who obviously has never played in the Olympics in his life, and apparently he's eligible to host the Olympics. But I will say... She's back, Edwina. Did you see her? She was hanging out with Shervo today, Jared. There, there she, she was. was. She, she was wearing a funny hat, though. But no wonder she hasn't replied to my tweets recently. She's busy. She's back. Good on you, Edwina. Um, yeah, the, just the coverage of Channel Seven. Just the, I mean, the pods are fine, sure. But like, God, they've gone to kids' schools and are interviewing them before they've won a goal. Like, show that when they win a gold. Like, there's that famous footage of Kyle Chalmers, like, school kids, like, jumping up and down and celebrating when he won the gold in Rio. But, like, whose was it? The university was at Brendan Smith, and they've, got like, interviewed all his university mates. Like, dude, he's just made a final. Like, pressure. I just don't think we need the interviews with the parents at all. Show the footage, sure. But it's just, it's always the same thing. Like, what are they going to say? Oh, yeah. we're bitterly disappointed it's... that he won a silver. I'm so, like, angry. Like, don't bother coming back home. <laughs> It's just always, always so proud of him. He's always been committed to this, that he really deserves it. I'm like, I know what they're going to say before they say it. I don't need the interview. The only good point was when it was like 
10, 11 in the morning and the mum wanted some champagne and the dad's like, get me a rum. Um, but other than that, it's just all the same, same. We don't I've, have that here. I mean, I saw that uh, before we did the commentary last night when I was watching your screen that uh, there's a lot of stuff, as you were saying, with family reactions. The closest we'll get is they'll show a shot because they're filming everybody. They'll show a shot of them if somebody wins or somebody does well, you know, reacting to it. But I don't think the only one who's actually spoke on air was Skylar Park's dad. And that's because he's her coach. That's again. the only family member who has ever spoken during uh, these Olympics for Canada. I think Channel 7 has shown more family member reactions in about 29 of the sports so far in these <laughs> Olympics. So um, the, I, the one that I like from the family reaction, though, uh, was they were interviewing Brendan Smith's dad. And he's like, yeah, no, Brendan's had a really tough year. He's had to go swimming at the beach. And like, he's literally <laughs> going like, he's had it tough. We've got people dying of COVID. Like, Colin, I sent you that headline today from the yeah. Ash Barty Chokes. It's a number one headline above, like, three people die in New South Wales because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but Ash Barty choked. Who cares about the dead? Because Ash Barty choked. So this is his, Brendan's his dad. Oh, such a tough year. He's had to swim at the beach. Like That could have even... been part of the opening ceremonies. you got the treadmill, the elliptical, <laughs> and a guy at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, struggles of, of COVID training. <laughs> I did like a couple of Lisa Jones's lines, though, uh, when she's talking about the swimming team being the kings and queens of napping. Didn't know that. Good to learn. Um, she mentioned that a bronze medal at the Olympics is nothing to be sneezed over. Uh, I don't know if that's a great Australian saying. Uh, and when I think Basil brought up the the statistic about Kate joining her as the uh, for the only the second Australian to ever win four medals consecutively in the same event, Lisa Jones very humbly goes, oh, "Even I forget my achievements sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I liked the uh, the quote from Jack McLaughlin. They they interviewed Mr. Winnington straight away, and he he was he was shitty. Like you could tell, he was like, oh, like you know, bloody, this is stupid. I'm pissed off. But um, I did like uh, Jack McLaughlin. Very happy to get the silver, even though he got beaten by like how it was a like, hand's length. But he's basically referring to himself as an F1 car, and that uh, the Australian teammates are his pit crew. Uh, so I like that. That was uh, quite a little uh, bit there as well. Uh, in the canoeing, um, the guy that you mentioned, not Jess's dad, but the other guy, I did like his line when he said, yes, uh, she has a choice of going backwards or forwards there. That's a very big strength of Jess's. Uh, <laughs> all those people I know that don't know how to go back or forth. I mean, the horse last night, the reverse parallel park, Jared, on Jess Fox's level, right? Mm-hmm, Definitely. Um, the gymnastics commentators, I know, I can't remember the lady's name. She's been around for a very long. I remember her commentating in Sydney with Sandy Roberts. That's how long she's been around. Uh, I feel for her though. She's sounding a bit bored. Like, tell you what, those gymnastics commentators are the most bored I've ever heard any commentators, I think, at these Olympics. I've heard Ian Thorpe. Uh, <laughs> so don't know about that. Um, I wanted to mention when I flicked over to the, the Boomers game on the app, there was like this old, uh, old American dude. He was like, I don't know, he sounded like about 60 or 70. But I'm like, oh, so nice that the grandpa out of the nursing home to commentate the basketball. Like, he wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like, oh, yes, and the boomers are doing very well here tonight. That's uh, young Patty Mills. She carried the flag at the opening ceremony, and isn't she doing well? Um, and I also, um, I don't know who the, the woman was in the studio throwing to the heats, but I, whoever she was, I just want to say this very politely. Fuck you. 
Um, Tasmania <laughs> isn't that much of a backwater, but she tried to make out that dear old Arnie Titmus escaped the hell that is Tasmania. She's talking about <laughs> her dad. So her dad, Steve, who got a bit of a cult following during the Commonwealth Games, and I think I mentioned on this show, uh, prominent Tasmanian. He used to be our lead anchor for our Channel 7 News, and I think he still does kind of some uh, fill-in anchoring in, on the Sunshine Coast or the Gold Coast. And she, whoever this woman is, I wish I knew her name. She's like, oh, yes, and... Uh, they had to make the big decision to leave Tasmania, but they did, and they went off to bigger and greener pastures in Queensland. And then basically she says the lines of, yes, back when she had to swim in Tasmania, they didn't have any female swimmers. She had to swim against the boys. I'm like, where are we from? Like, like we have women in Tasmania, and, like, we do have pools. It's like, not the United okay. Arab Emirates, people. <laughs> Have you got pools or was she swimming at the beach as well? Oh, well, she's had a hard life, clearly. She's swimming at the beach. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. The other two things I wanted to mention, uh, it's literally on right now as we're recording this. Have you caught any of Shinya with uh, Andrew Gaze and Andy Marr and um, the other woman? Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's not as bad as that Rio Ramba or whatever it was. Like, I don't mind Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze, but, uh, yeah, what, what's your take on uh, Shinya if you've seen it, Jared? Uh, look, it's not my favourite. I, I think it's deserving, I suppose, of its uh, time slot is probably yes. the nicest way to put it. People should listen to this instead. Do you have, like, a comedic sort of look at the games at all? I mean, again, Canada's very reserved. I don't think I saw any comedy in Canada. You guys are, like, hungry. But, uh, I mean, do you have any comedic sort of takes on the games at all? No, I mean, we, we have a, – a, there's a show that would be perfect for it, and I'm sure they've done it for the Winter Olympics uh, called This Hour is 22 Minutes. It's one of the biggest shows in Canada that's been running probably as long as I've been alive. Uh, but it's the summer months, so it's off, so we don't get anything out of it. Wow. Well, we had the front bar. I didn't know if you saw that one the other night, Jared, of course, that. But uh, Roy and HG, we should say, Roy and HG are actually doing a podcast. Don't listen to us. Go listen to Roy and HG. It only goes for 20 minutes, and it's Roy and freaking HG. Much better. The one thing I see as well, uh, Mr. Aki, the cultural segment. Have you caught Mr. Aki going around Japan today? He was showing us about the House of Origami, Jared. I was very entertained. I did. I saw him. He was just on about five minutes ago talking about Godzilla as well. So, oh, what a you personality. Go, <laughs> <laughs> we'll record it and send it over to you. Uh, I've got to mention about the fencing. I've written this in big bold letters to mention this. Watch the fencing, and we'll, we will be watching it tomorrow. We'll get to that. But uh, as they walked out into the gold medal bout, one of the ones I watched tonight, the Imperial March played as they walked out. Brilliant. Loved it. I, th- I thought that's what we would play in Brisbane in 2032 when the Americans walk out in the swimming, but um, <laughs> clearly not. Um, now, we'll look ahead to tomorrow and we'll give the final medal tally for the day. With our fan sort of things today, Jared, I think it's your turn to give a cheer for our uh, Team Canada. I-, I was reading some of the hashtags today for seven Olympics, and I have to say, great Olympian, our London flag bearer, Lauren Jackson bagging out Channel 7 today, which I like this, but one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Uh, her tweet that she put out today, is it just me or is it really difficult to navigate the 7 Plus app for the Olympics? I admit my technological skills aren't to scratch, but I have no clue how to find events for the next 24 hours. When Lauren freaking Jackson is bagging them out, then you know you're... Imp- I-, I guarantee you Channel 7 will see it now. Fix it by tomorrow now, won't they, Jared? He's shaking his head. It's so bad. It's just, even tonight, I was like, I just can't find anything to watch apart from the main channel. And everything was like delayed to and behind. It's just, it's really, it is really terrible. 
She's not there alone was, in, in having difficulties with the app. There was a really great, uh, very Australian tweet, which uh, I, I did have up and apparently it's disappeared on me, where somebody was uh, complaining very heavily in very Australian language. And I'm really hoping I can find this really, really quickly right now because I'm dragging this out. Uh, this one isn't it, but uh, I like this one here from Matthew, Matthew Tarbot. And I don't. I, I'm, maybe he's talking about my American friend that was commentating in the Boomers because he said I would rather listen to Stephen Hawking commentate the basketball than this bloke. <laughs> Seriously, hashtag Tokyo 2020, hashtag Seven Olympics. Uh, so maybe maybe it was that one. Oh, here we go. Here's our very Australian tweet. Apologies for the language in this one, but I am Australian. I can get away with it. From George at George underscore A underscore three. Hey, at Seven Olympics, you absolute fucktards. How about putting the basketball on one of your main channels? Would be our most anticipated sport, and you have to watch it on the app. You cunts get nothing right, do you? Hashtag morons. Hashtag seven Olympics. Uh, anything like that, Colin, in Canada? <laughs> I, I haven't followed it. Um, I... <laughs> I did want to give an update on our app, though. Uh, as I said, it, it doesn't cast well with the Chromecast. But um, I, I also learned today that if you're just going on the website, they have twice as much stuff available as they do on the app. The app just sort of caps it at about six events that can be streamed live. I don't know why that's the case. If you go on the website, you can see everything. Uh, but I, I found a way around the whole Chromecast situation because when we don't have you know the cable TV up in our room. So when I'm going to bed, because of the hour and everything, I want to be able to be watching events. Uh, Amazon Prime has thrown in for free. Uh, oh. Well, you have to have Amazon Prime Video, but uh, it's not like one of their add-on channels or anything. Uh, CBC Olympic coverage 24-7 can be streamed live on Amazon Prime, and that does cast properly. So um, I am now able to watch this as I go to bed, which is how I went to bed last night watching the road race. Good job. Colin, I like that. Well done. I'm, I'm very... I, I have played you. a big hand in it, so... Yeah. No, I, I see you have there. Uh, I'm seeing on the Tmos hub, let's go... Uh, the one thing we can do, let's update you on the Tmos trivia leaderboard. New leader today, uh, Megan Stapleton. Good job, Megan. You are the Tmos trivia leaderboard with 14,194 ahead of Tim Aby and Courtney Matic. So that, that sounds like a porn star name, Courtney Matic. Something as a band or something. The one thing you can do here, you can pick your favorite athlete, submit it, and you could win a $500 Woolworths voucher. So um, there you go, if you really want to do that. All right, Jared, you're going to send in a cheer, a cheer right now to Team Canada. Actually, no, sorry. It can be for Team Canada, for our uh, beach volleyball players, or for uh, Megan Benefito, ben F F that person that Colin pronounced correctly the other day. Uh, yeah. Who would you like to choose tonight, Jared? Oh, I think let's just keep it um, general, Team Canada. All right, Team Canada it is. All right, let's uh, queue this up. Oh, well, I think you've got to queue it up on your screen as well, Jared, if you've got it ready to go. Um, true. Yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, when you're ready, get excited, get pumped up. Give us, a, give us a big cheer for Team Canada on our sticktogether.ca website. Come on, Canada. Get it done. Get it done, Canada. I'll stop choking like the Campbell sisters. Come on, Canada. Get over the line. Australia's catching up. Slow down a little bit. Go, Canada. Go for that silver. You've got it. Oh, good job. Never in doubt. <laughs> I think Jared's won that one. Um, Jared wins the cheers. Um, can we play? I want to play another one here tonight. Let's see here. Uh, I feel like we've played all these ones. Uh, what about Sonia L from Ottawa? For uh, for our um, beach volleyball players, you again, you two pretend you're listening to this. Let's hear how this goes right now. If it wants let's to go, Sarah. Let's go, Melissa. Pound 
she say pound that hide one? Uh, she said pound something. Easy on the language. I mean, I know Ottawa is that city where people get angry, but I know you live in Ottawa, but, like, I mean, come on, calm down. You're not Australian. Jesus. Um, wow, there you go. Um, all right, what are we looking forward to tomorrow? Well, I tell you what we're looking forward to tomorrow. The curse is still potentially on because Kylie Mass is back in the 100-meter backstroke semi, so get through to the final, Kylie. But our last Olympic guest that we had on this show from Canada going into Tokyo, Max von Hasta is competing in the individual foil. Now, uh, he's, he's he was very, very confident that he's going to win a medal, and I'm, I'm hoping it. And this is this is going to be our commentary event for tomorrow, I feel. So we're going we're gonna to commentate you, Max the best name in fencing. Uh, but I'm excited. that Colin, I've, I've always liked fencing. It's always been one of these sort of sports that I've liked when I've seen it, and it's not really been one I've been able to watch. But since we spoke to Max on this show and learnt a little bit more about it, I now know that you've got to get to 15, so I understand that part of the, the bout of fencing. Um, that's about all I remember from that interview. But I'm excited. I want to see Max do well, you Pan Am's bronze medalist. And the American, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who he's got this strong rivalry with, and I hope he doesn't have to face up against him but uh he's not playing him in the first round again i don't know if you play people in fencing i don't know if that is the <laughs> correct terminology fight in fencing it's 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 not miranda frost but he's up against hong kong's chun yin ryan Choi tomorrow mm. so that's who he's meeting not in the round of rivalry. 30 big rivalry but uh, you're looking forward to this colin our great canadian fencing hope you've never won a medal in fencing ever in the yeah, well. 130 years of the olympics drought could be broken tomorrow well, I mean, he's a guest of Off the Podium. We are going to continue that drought for at least another four years. Uh, but uh, I'm hopeful. Hey, if Kylie breaks the drought tonight, then Max breaks the drought tomorrow. Well, there you go. We're going to see how it goes. Jared, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know you've just not stopped listening to our interview with Max since we aired it. So, I mean, are you hopeful for Max that he can jump on this Off the Podium uh, page of turning the curse, putting the curse in the purse? I've got no doubt. I'm really confident about Max's chances. Good. That's, that's the positivity from all of us here on the show. This is what I like to hear from off the podium. This is the best thing about it all. That's how it works. Uh, tomorrow we do have uh, 21 medals that will be decided, including medals in canoeing for the first time. We've got uh, medals in gymnastics uh, happening tomorrow. We've got the woman's street and the skateboarding, yippee. Um, <laughs> triathlon tomorrow as well. First medals decided in that. Other sports starting tomorrow, uh, we've got the men's mountain bike happening tomorrow. So we will have our women's the next day. Another off-the-podium connection there, of course, as well. The rugby kicks off tomorrow. The men's uh, happen tomorrow with that. And as I mentioned, the triathlon. So... Uh, I'm excited for the rugby. I'm excited for that. I do like the mountain biking and triathlon. I, all the sports starting tomorrow, I'm excited for. Jared, do you have any potential highlights for yourself tomorrow that you're keeping an eye on? Uh, sort of a, what will you watch tomorrow rather than a what did you watch? Um, I think just keeping up with the tennis. After kind of the shock exit of Barty, I feel like the women's side is a little bit more open. You've still got a soccer there. but And then the men are kind of outperforming the Australian women at the moment. So looking forward to uh, seeing if we can keep that run going. I also believe the Matildas are tomorrow against the US. So I'm sure that will, uh, I'm sure there's a, somebody called Sam Kerr. I think they talk up a lot. I don't know. I've never heard of a name before. Uh, Colin, anything in particular for yourself outside of watching our man, Max, uh, poke people with sticks? Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned the triathlons on, uh, another one of our five Manitoba athletes, Tyler Mislichuk, uh, is from here in Winnipeg. 
is going to be competing. So, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for him now that I know that's going on. Good to hear that. I'm glad, Colin. That's what I, I'm, 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 I'm pumped in your tires and pumping your tires. Is that what I'm trying to say there? That's not yeah. a, right, what? At um, least it's not sticking up my butt. <laughs> yeah. I should also mention, I, I, I really feel bad. I, I'm pumping up the Tasmanian connections with uh, Arnie Titmus. Uh, I completely gelled over the fact that the canoeist that he's made the final, uh, Daniel Watkins, is a proud Tasmanian. So uh, get up there, Daniel. Stick that bloody oar <laughs> up their butts. That hellhole of Tasmania. <laughs> I know. The torturous hell oh. that is Tasmania. We don't even have women that can swim in this state. You have to the move to Greener the Beach. I know. You've got to go to Queensland. <laughs> Escape Tasmania. Move to Queensland. That's why, funny story, where was the first place I lived outside of Tasmania? Queensland. All right? <laughs> Like, it's where all Tasmanians go. Uh, in the meantime, we do appreciate your company on the show. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, shout out. Seriously, uh, all jokes aside, we, we love the support we're getting during these games on social media and throughout the listenership base. Uh, a big uh, hello to our listeners in Japan, particularly. As I said, we've charted very well in Japan today. So they're, they're going Olympic crazy in Japan right now. So good to see that. And to our 8% in the UK, suck it, you haven't won a gold, I don't give a shit, I'm not apologising. Um, and to our French listeners, uh, bonjour, uh, you know, uh, excusez-moi for the poor form that I did five years ago. All is forgiven. Civil play. Thank you. Um, so I, I could have stayed in Canada, Colin. That was good French. <laughs> yeah, much better than your pronunciation of their names, but the, your Grassman <laughs> language is pretty good. Well, they just run away from me when I say their names anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I'm looking forward to coming back tomorrow to talk more Olympics, to commentate more Olympics. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Actually, Adam, like us on Facebook. By the way, I'm staring at two very uh, esteemed Olympic colleagues of mine who are just thoroughly entertaining, thoroughly smart, thoroughly knowledgeable. Actually just happened to uh, scroll through who likes our page over on Facebook today and uh, happened to notice two names missing from that list. <laughs> when two of our co-hosts do not like our Facebook Facebook page <laughs> off the podium, I'm, I'm embarrassed. What is going on, I'm, you two? I'm going to change. You know what? To, to be honest, this is an honest answer for me. To be honest, I, I thought I was because I always receive the off the podium notifications, but that's because I'm a co-admin on the page, I realise. Yes, so, um, you got to like it too, just because you're in control yeah. of it, you know? Come on, don't you know anything? Yeah. Well, um, we have two more people liking our page now. Look at that. I think we're up to two more, now. one more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jared hates this show, don't you? I'm <laughs> liking this show. If we hit top 30 sports podcasts in Japan, then I'll think about it. <laughs> 36 isn't good enough for Jared. He's got, he's got a criteria. Like, I'm not liking that page. My newsfeed's sacred on Facebook. I don't want it charmed up with this. Um, hashtag OTP on Twitter and Instagram as well if you want to join in the conversation. And uh, we're posting some fun things over there as well but uh colin thank you very much and congratulations clang these together that's two medals together that's what canada won today so well done thank you i mean there's gonna be two more tomorrow and they're probably gonna be silver (laughs) and jared there's three here for us because we did better than canada so uh thank you once again for joining us and uh maybe we can reignite the body party at the u.s open yeah she's still got the doubles i think it was a tactical move to make sure she gets gold there yeah, I want somebody with the name of Storm Sanders to win a medal. I mean, you know, the Storm Sanders Barty Party sounds like an epic event to go to. 
and I really do hope if they have welcome home parades, which let's be honest, at this rate, Tasmania's going to have the biggest one because we've got no COVID cases. So I can be chilling out with Storm and Ash Party at the Ash Party Party, Storm Sanders Party with the Campbells and everyone. Like, I mean, I, I got myself with Bronte five years ago. It wasn't Kate, but it still was one of them. So, yeah. Anyway, and also just a quick note, I will say thanks to the Australian Olympic uh, website for posting an article on Chloe today. Sadly not here, of course, in Tokyo, but she's looking forward to Paris, is Chloe, to sort of defend her title. She just takes one of the... I mean, let's be honest, she is going to defend it in a proper Olympic year. So That's true. That's, yeah, exactly. Whoever wins this year, a bit of a holy victory. It doesn't count. It doesn't no. count. Although her brother's competing, so we'll see how he can uh, continue the esteemed Estazito name. Uh, until tomorrow, we appreciate your time. Or, or, yeah, because your time's valuable by listening to us. I started this show crap. I'm ending this show crap. Just fucking, I'm going. Thanks for listening off the podium. Please come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>